We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, west. I am still northwest out here in Indiana. My last day at the Combine. Looking forward to seeing everybody's smiling faces tomorrow in the studio. Good morning, Brian. I don't know doing? if we're going to be smiling, Jay. Why? What's going down? You're going to be back. I'm joking. I'm joking. That's messed <laughs> up, man. Um, Look, like, yep, I'll be smiling. Yep, yep. I, we gotta be smiling. You know, it's the truth. Yeah, no, just, just Landfill's got to pick because he's mad when I'm not in studio. Bring that but he's voice. Mad that bring I that am voice with you, dog. Bring the voice with you. I think I sound normal now. Uh, it started off normal yesterday. Then it went to crap. There was one read where it went sideways. No, I heard sure. you. Let me just let you know. I heard you on Channel Four, and you were uh, interviewing, or you were talking, or doing something. And that voice that we heard yesterday on the radio, that's the voice that you were producing on TV. Was back? Oh, yeah. Well, it, it, was, you know Monty, it was bad, dog. You know our friend Monty from the Starboard and Dewey, right? Yeah, did he call you and say, um, dude, what you got in your throat? He said, you know, I mean, when you hear Monty, his voice is, yeah, sounds like a, bar, yeah, a yeah, dude that's worked yeah. in the bar business a long time, right? Yeah, you know. At, at, I woke up to a text from Monty at 7.56 a.m., Buddy, your voice on your podcast is starting to make mine sound even better. I'm serious, dude. You 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 killing it. You 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 have to learn to speak without. I need so to go much. to the doc. Now you you you, you kind of have this way of trying to strain with your voice. Just speak normally, and you won't have that problem. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah I, you trying to do that? I, I still think I it's. You try I still to, think it's a cold I have. No, nah, it's not the cold, dude. You, 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 it's been like that for three years on this radio with us. It was, it was like that before you even started working here. Quick question, <laughs> JP. Hello, Jeff. What's up, JP? So you have a cold and you're coming back into the studio tomorrow? Listen, I'll take the day off. No problem. I'm off. I'm off the air tomorrow. CK, I get somebody. If that's nah. how you want me to play hey, it, Jeff, hey, you that's good with me. You can use your remote. Oh, 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 oh. Jeff sits over there in that little room with Landfill. He don't dictate anything right here. Him and that feels right. each other's ass. So I'm not going to hear what you got to say. Whoa. Whoa. Dang, I was protecting Jeff, your I, health, I, B. I've had a cold for like three weeks, Hey, dude, Jeff, listen to me. 
I I do stuff every day to protect myself against anything. So I, I'm cool with JP. I don't worry about JP. Um, yeah, we're good. JP like we're say good. he has a cold. He, he say I got a cold. No, he just got some allergies and he got a a rough sounding voice. That's all. That's all to it. I think that's accurate. All right, let's get to. <laughs> there's plenty of news of the day outside of Jeff trying to fire me. Um, I think we got really good news and really bad news. All right, what's um, the really what's the really Potentially bad news. You don't want to do the good news first? No, I want the bad news. The good news I heard already. Okay. Well, I think some people are taking this as bad news. Um, What? It's Schefter this morning um, says attending his first combine as Washington Commanders owner, Josh Harris has sat in and taken part each of the six interviews that the team has conducted with the top quarterback prospects in this draft. Most owners don't attend the combine. Harris is not only in Indianapolis, but a, a part of the quarterback interview process. Okay. Um, I don't think this should be a big surprise. I don't think it's a problem because I, it is a little weird. He's in every meeting. Why is it weird? This is his first time doing it. He wants to see exactly what goes on. And this man just spent $6 billion. I don't want listen, man. People got to stop with this crap about Jessica Snyder did something. Snyder did not participate in the, in the interviews. Snyder ran the damn interviews. He told them who they were going to interview. So why wouldn't this man sit in the room and try to at least figure out what's going on? So next time, I don't have to sit there. But I want to be familiar with everything I'm dealing with. And in basketball, that's real. He's coming from basketball. Basketball, the owners and the, the players are talking all the time. So maybe just maybe he's thinking like that. So I'm not going to knock him because of that. I if think you, if you look at the second at the, at the the second topic with landfill, man, that landfill already gone crazy. What what is landfill going crazy about? RFK? No, you you saw the you saw. Do you have it? Did he send you the uh, the rundown? Yes. Read ten thirty. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Landfill. <laughs> I mean, let, let's let saying, Landini Landville react. Landfill already gone crazy. I think a lot. Be a lot of people feel that way, though. Honestly, I, I think but I think the, I don't the, think the they feel that way. PTSD Jay. is real. I don't think they feel I, that way. I, I think I think we are going to say things that will make them feel that way. I just listen, man. This man is not Dan Snyder. Okay, Let, let's get that straight off the bat. Okay, and I know physically he's not, but you've already seen this dude go and work, and he does. He's nothing like Dan. But the fact that he wants to sit in on the meetings, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think he's going to be saying, well, you got to choose this guy. I, so there's an article. Hang on. I'm trying to find this exact article. This was Josh Harris said in September. Okay. Uh-huh. Back in September, I'm in the draft room in the NBA and would expect to be in the draft room in the NFL. You want to understand the process. You're not picking players. When we went to 53, I asked to be briefed on some of the harder decisions, but I didn't want to be in the room because I don't want the process to be altered. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the situation that he wants to be aware, I think it's 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 fairly reasonable. Okay, you know so, what I mean. But that's what I'm saying. He said. I think it comes across differently. I, I think. Tell me if you disagree with this. For a baseline here. Every owner in the NFL is going to be involved in what happens with the number two overall pick, period. Yeah. Like, now, what level of involved is different. That's totally different, yeah. Um, But, like, I guess 
my I, I think this is far more oh my god Dan was so bad is this dude doing the same stuff Dan did than looking at this as a separate but that's the thing about a it. separate thing you from have Dan. to look at it separately though I mean I, I I said this earlier we are and I said it and I when I said it I just it's just something that popped in my head but you know what it's exactly what's happening everyone is judging him still based off of what Dan did and 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 we we do that and then let's be real the fans do it uh people are all they, they do it but then they blame us because they're thinking they were no that's just the way you think if you're going to start looking forward and trying to change up things you got to stop thinking the way you've been thinking but he basically told you already I want to be familiar with it so he's being familiar with it and why would it be diff- why would it be so much different now when he already told you what he was trying to do landfill what do you say yeah i think people should be a little worried about this i mean why like this isn't confirmation that he's going to start making you know yacht picks and uh, playing fantasy football with the team, but it's a little concerning. I think that if you look around the league, the owners that are the most involved tend to be the owners of uh, teams that are bad. Like, they they tend to not make particularly good decisions repeatedly because instead of having a professional do it, you have some guy who's really good at making money or inherited the team, but that's not football, and uh, I would prefer the football guys made this decision. But the question I'm asking is, who told you he's going to make a decision? The fact that he's in the room tells me that he's that's, interested. That's an assumption. No. Okay? I, I think, right, that's why I it's a red anytime, flag. JP just said it. Every owner in the league is going to be involved with a second-round pick. I mean, the no, second, second pick of a, our first round. And and I think anytime we've ever dealt with anything when it came to a quarterback and major, major dollars, the the owner is involved. But the whole thing about it, we've gotten so so scared in this town that as soon as we hear, we automatically go back to what Dan thought, did. Owners are always involved with the major picks. Now, they, they may just be there to hear, to see. They don't make the decisions all the time. And I don't think it's, in any situation you should be overly concerned. So I think You should definitely I, be overly concerned. No, man. I, we I, just I, lived through 25 years. That's 25 yeah. years of a, a totally different person. B, I don't want to dismiss Landfill's reaction because I get it. I, I, I understand what I don't it's based know, I don't, in and I where it's coming from. You get it. I, I don't agree with it. <laughs> but I understand where that reaction comes from. But, but right? it's, it's a reaction, okay? It, it, it's like if you want to think differently, if you want to get to a different point, you can't constantly think the way you always thought. So you get a new girlfriend. You're going to think everything about this person before anything ever happened because of the other one was horrible? That's what you're going to think? I, 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 I can hear what you're saying and totally understand and, and mostly agree but I, I also get I, – dude, I, we never really do this. I almost just want to open the phones now and let people react to this Open them up. Because I, I think people are – I think it's going to be a wide and varied reaction here. I think, I think you're going to have the folks that are like, oh, my God, this is what Dan would do. Dan came to the combine every year. I saw him, I saw him in his security detail, I feel like, every year here. Um, I, think, I think there's going to be – a, a group of people that have the same reaction, like, oh, my God, this is what Dan did, and it's never going to work. I think there's going to be a fair amount of people that are like, yo, it's a different it's a different setup now. Um, I understand Josh wanting to be in there. I also, dude, I know that Bob Myers has been with them everywhere. Um, here, like, I've seen them. Like, it, it, That's interesting to me, too, that 
because I talked to Rick Spielman yesterday. Rick Spielman has the football background, right? Uh-huh. And Rick Spielman's here, but he's working for CBS. Like, he's here as a media dude, whereas Bob Myers is a basketball guy. I mean, he actually is a basketball guy. I think, you know, we were joking about it when the reports came out of Detroit that Ben Johnson tried to dismiss them as basketball guys. But, like, I don't know what his role is at this point, and certainly that guy knows he, he, how to build winners. But he's, like, he's still he's still a, a consultant. And, and why would he just stop being a consultant? Because all of a sudden they got they they pick Adam Peters. Spielman is no longer being a consultant. Okay, but that's Spielman. But that, like you got to understand, everybody don't work the same. I don't know why we all sit here and think that everything has to work exactly the same way for us to ever see something. Like I don't you you you're a friend of mine. Jeff is a friend of mine. I don't treat y'all exactly the same. Sure. I deal with y'all in different ways. Hell, I, I every time I look at I've worked with people that that, that that for a long time I work with you. You and I are closer than a lot of people I work with. So why should everybody be everything be exactly the same way? I think let's do this. 800-636-1067. We never go to the phones this early, but I'm just fascinated by what the reaction is because I think it is, I think, B, you are firmly in the this isn't an issue with you at all category, whereas I think Landfill is on the, you know, this is a red flag, this is concerning. Um, And I think most people will be somewhere in the middle. I think you can recognize this has nothing to do with Dan, but it does feel different. But, Landfill, you said something I wanted to circle back to, um, that – like, the best owners are t- totally uninvolved. Like, I, watching the Patriots Dynasty documentary, Bob Kraft's plenty involved. Bob Kraft is involved more than anybody, but guess what? Everybody mm-hmm. think he's not because it's never a story. You know why it was never a story? Because they were winning. That's also a really <laughs> good point. They chose to put this out there, which isn't something you have to do. That is one thing I found surprising. Yeah, because um, they're the is, new Snyders. Is that Schefter has gotten all the news from the Harris group so far I would say and I was like I this this I found interesting that he had this this morning when I'm pretty sure he might have had dinner with those dudes last night Jeffrey I want to let you respond as the chief Ashburn syndrome survivor of, of the program to me personally JP I don't think it's something we should be worried about um I look at it as and I know this is a bad reference for me I look at it as getting a new car or, you know, or, or getting some new expensive DJ equipment. When I make that investment, and especially if it's something I've never used before, it's a car I've never driven before, I want to know everything that goes on inside that vehicle or that piece of DJ equipment. So even if it's another part, uh, for instance, even though I know I'm not going to be the guy to fix the engine if it goes down, I still want to know, What's the process of taking the engine apart and putting the engine back together? Like, Josh Harris strikes me as an inquisitive guy, and, you know, he's obviously smart with his investments. So I, I just think that he wants to be around to just know what's going on with the organization, uh, you know, he invested in in, in buying. Um, I think it's smart for him to be in there, too, also, because this is the number two overall pick in this is a pick, and unfortunately with this fan base, this pick is going to sway a lot of people quick into whether they like the Harris ownership group or not. But I'm sitting on the optimistic side of it. 
I think we're going to be fine. You know, if he was, if he didn't trust the guys that he picked, that he hired to make these decisions, I don't think he would have put all that work to go thoroughly into that process, you know, and hire these people. So I think he trusted them. He just wants to see how it go. So I'm going to do a poll, all right? Um, tell me if we, we all think this is fair before I tweet it out. So I, I wrote, so Josh Harris is in the interview room. I vote no big deal. The three options here, no big deal, eyebrow raise, OMG, it's Dan again. Is that is that fair? First of all, let me just say, I'm going to tell you no, it's not fair because once you say OMG is Dan again, the asses on uh, social media are going to go with that. We know that. So social media is not the way, the, the end all be all to tell you what something is. But they have two other voting yeah, options. Yeah, I are- understand. But, you know, people don't really care about the good, the, the good things. They care about being funny for the most part on social media. All right, I will make it. Uh, you're right. Invoking Dan but is kind of leading the way. Do it how you want to do it. I just think that if we are going to, every time they make any move that may be similar to something Dan did, if we're going to sit up here and then, oh, oh Lord, oh, Lord, here we go again, we are basically wasting our time. Because if you're going to allow. See, that's going to happen. Okay, but, but it, it can happen with the people out there that just want to think crazy. But with the people like you, me, Landfill, Jeff, that seem to have a lot more information. We should not be those people. All right. I just did OMG. I'm trying to take what you're saying into account. Um, I, my guess is the vast majority of people will kind of land in the middle on this. Like, man, I, I wish. You maybe- know, I, I saw a thing last night where they were talking about having the stadium here. Is it important? Not important or you don't care? Dude, on, on Channel 4? 60-something people don't care. We know that's a lie. I, dude, I was, <laughs> I was shocked by that. Uh, you, you, and I was shocked by that. You know why I don't get shocked? When you throw something out there that you can allow people that really don't care, if you were to ask football people, you, it wouldn't be that way. But when you allow others to just creep into it, you're going to get stuff like that. So I don't get, I don't get uh, 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 up in arms about stuff like that. Um. Yeah, I mean, but B, your you your mindset with almost everything. I mean, not not to paint too broad of a picture, is um to stay pretty even keel. Even though you are a raging Cajun, like it, it generally big picture stuff. You want to kind of wait and and let it come to you and and deduce your own conclusions based on all the information, right? Like, that's not how everybody is. A lot of people just kind of react. And I think I think for a lot of fans, it's just, it's just funny, man, because the first day here on Tuesday, it was really refreshing because it was the first one of these combines I could remember where the commanders were – the Washington franchise was just a normal operation, right? Like, mm-hmm. they just – the, the GM and the head coach talked at the podium. Um, there was no intrigue or controversy. There was none of it, right? Mm-hmm. And then fast forward two days, and it's like, all right, the NFLPA report card came out. They got dead last. FedEx is pulling out, and the owner's in the interview room. And, like, those are all facts. And depending how you – what kind of prism you look at things, you can – paint an ugly picture again you know 
You could. I think you have to look at it contextually and not do that. But if you look at the NFLPA thing, what could they have changed in the time that they've had? The one, the one thing I, I said this. I think they could do the family thing pretty easy. Okay, the family thing and and the owner the owner grade went up. The rest of the stuff, the same building that they took over in July is still there today, right? Yeah. Okay. So I didn't expect that to change. <laughs> you, the stadium is still the same stadium. Right. So the, those things are going to be right there on the level playing field. Okay. But then when you look at the fact that FedEx is leaving, that is something that we felt could happen. Well, and it was a contractual thing. Yeah. They were allowed so, to. So it's not nothing that just is completely out the blue. Let's so, do this. <laughs> let's let's open these phone lines up. Let's let people weigh in. 800-636-1067. Jeff, is your computer working? We good to go? Yes, we are. All right, perfect. 800-636-1067. We're, we're going to try to frame this in fair terms. Josh Harris is in the interview room with the rookie quarterbacks. Is it a big deal, an eyebrow raise, or, oh, my God, the sky is falling. Taking your calls next on the fan. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here, and I always demand excellence, whether I'm on or off the field. And if your HVAC system isn't cutting it, it's time for Rude. Thanks to the IRA Act, you can snag up to $2,000 in tax credits for qualifying heat pump systems. And Maryland residents, there are extra rebates on Rude equipment just for you. Personally, I have three Rude 18 series inverted heat pumps powering my home, and it's a total game changer. So head to Rude. Dot com. That's R-U-U-D.com. And see for yourself. Elevate your comfort this winter with Rude. Because if it ain't Rude, it ain't right. All right, folks. Controversy's in the air. Nobody does it better than D.C. Real or contrived, we come up with this stuff. Josh Harris in the room for the quarterback interviews. Um, I want to refer people back to a comment he made in September of last year. Where the new owner, the, I don't know that he's the new owner anymore. The commander's owner, when he took over the team in September, said, I'm in the draft room in the NBA and would expect to be in the draft room in the NFL. You want to understand the process. You're not picking players. When we went to 53, the end of training camp, right, the final roster cuts. When we went to 53, I asked to be briefed on some of the harder decisions, but I didn't want to be in the room because I don't want the process to be altered. He, based on that comment, the only thing that maybe is different is he's in the room now, um, but maybe, you know, he's just, get t- you know, looking at interviews, looking how the process unfolds. Um, I want to open the phone lines on this. I posted a poll on Twitter. Um, it's got over 1,200 votes in, I don't know, like six minutes. Um, Josh Harris is in the interview room. Is it no big deal, eyebrow raise, or OMG? Um, B, 79% of folks are saying no big deal, which is kind of what I thought. Uh, 18.5% saying eyebrow raise. 2% saying OMG. Um, I think you and I would both vote no big deal. Uh, Landfill, are you at eyebrow raise or OMG? Based on that uh, text you sent. Landfill is the one person who sent the uh, thing for the eyebrow raise. I mean, the OMG. I think I got landfill at OMG and Jeff at eyebrow raise. What do you think, boys? Jeff is at it's not a big deal. All right, I'm Lady. fine with my position. What is your What is your position? OMG. Yeah. Do you want to read the text you sent? Okay, here's the text I sent. All I'm saying is this is the first step down the path of sexually harassing the women, telling the gardener not to make eye contact, and convincing the left tackle that the large, painful, growing lump on his head is no big deal. See, Jeff, uh, Landfill's starting to get like Nate to me, where this is a bit. I think Landfill's doing a bit there. Let's, remember, let's, remember when Dan Quinn got hired and we're, we all just said, 
I don't want to hear him say culture every third word because because uh, Rivera culture. Yes. wouldn't shut the hell up about culture. I would appreciate it if Josh Harris went out of his way to pull some non Snyder moves for like the next year or two, at least until they had a couple of respectable seasons under their belts. And the fact that he's not doing that has me worried, and it made me look up the record of the other sports teams that he owns, and now I'm panicked. Manfield, right. you, you're doing a bit, dog. You sound like Nate. You, you, you're making me start to start not want to hear you. I'm not doing a bit. Seriously. Is Nate is Nate going hard on this on social or no, something? No, Nate sounds like that every time he gets on the radio about everything. I would, my guess is Nate is not that concerned about this. I'll text him. No, no I ain't talking break. about this. Sometimes I just, it's, it's sometimes just he never, everything sounds like a bit to me. So that's why Landfill is doing a straight bit. We have a number of, of callers from Waldorf, which that's, is in, interesting. They got a lot of fans in Waldorf. All right, but you get mad. Devon texts you when I don't take him first. So we'll start on line five with Devon and Rockford. I don't get mad at none of this stuff. That somebody gets mad. Devon, what up? <laughs> What's up, brothers? What's up, man? What's happening? Um, based off exactly what you just said, JP, what you just read, let me ask you, let me ask the question of this. Is this Josh Harris' first NFL team he ever owned? Yeah. What? Okay, I, D, so I can't hear you. I don't know if it's his first you. NFL so, team. He owned a piece of the Steelers, NFL? but yeah. Okay, but he solely owned this team. So what's wrong with him being in a room just being a spectator and just seeing the process? Nowhere in that in this said that he I don't, on any decision. The only the only thing Why I would push back on everybody's only blown only only thing that people is blowing up about is because Oh, a owner's in the room. Oh my God, it's another damn. That's clearly what it is. That's the only reason why. Well, dude, the, the only assumption you're making is that he's a spectator. We don't know that part. Like he could be involved. It's an assumption to say he's in there and just chilling, sitting in the back. Um, that, that's the only thing I would point out. We don't know that, and maybe that'll get clarified. I would um, even go so far as to say, based on his own words, we should assume that he is involved. No, I think he said he doesn't want to interfere with the process. Right, that's why he wasn't in the room, but now he is in the room, implying that he is interfering in the process. Let me ask you a question, okay? Any one of us spends $6 billion on the team for the first time, and we our first move, our first move ever in the draft is going to be a person who's going to be the face of my franchise, and this is going to be something I expect to see 10, 15 years down the road. Why in the hell wouldn't he not go in the room? I mean, we can sit up here and think what we want. In any damn business in this world, if it's your first time doing it and the first move you're making is going to be something that's going to dictate what happens the rest of your career, if you're not in the room, you're a damn fool. I don't think if you're not in the room, you're a fool. You hire people to do their jobs. Like, I, I think there's room for JP, context JP, around this. JP, the quarterback of a football team is going to be cool with the coach. Sure. The GM. And damn sure the owner, because you know what? He's going to be the money maker for me for the next 10, 15 years. Why on earth would I not want to sit in on something like that? Like, to me, absolutely, the, the owner's going to be cool with the quarterback, period. Like, that's just how it always is. But but this is the first move you're going to make but, ever in, yeah, but in, B, to make it move. Why wouldn't you do that? I hear you. I just think there's room for other opinions on it. Like, I understand other opinions, but like in, our, in this country, we go by the highest on down. We say, what's the majority? The majority is overwhelmingly. This is nothing. I, I, I'm agreeing with you, but you can't say, like, I think 
Dude, to me, I, it would I, make I, more I'm sense not, if I'm, he was in on the visits, like when they come to Ashburn. Okay, but I think it makes sense whenever he feels like doing this, this is the first move. This is the first thing, first person he's going to be picking that's going to dictate what he to move forward. I would love to be involved with that. The first thing, this is not like, oh, I'm going to get a running back. This is a, the first quarterback ever pick where you got a chance at number two to dictate what you're going to be moving forward. Why would you not want to deal with that? Well, yeah, and I don't think he's grinding linebacker tape or something. Like, this is such a high-level decision that I do think ownership around the league would all be involved. Um, I just – it is – it's certainly noteworthy that he's in the interview room with, you know, presumably the people that are paid to make the decision. Phone lines are lit, so let's keep it going. Um, CJ is in Falls Church. CJ, what up, man? With the CJ, you there? Yep, yep, man. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead and take this up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Sorry, guys. I'll, I'll... <laughs> yeah, hey, listen. I, I, I'm. This is this is completely a nothing burger, man. Like like Beeman said, if any of us had invested in a in a company, and the first big move we make, we want to be there to see how. The process goes. Liv, I can barely hear this. Why do you not want to be there? Thank you for the call, dude. If if you're not ready when we come to you, when the phone lines are completely packed, I think we just move forward. Jonesy is on line two. Jonesy, are you worried about Josh Harris being on the being in the room? No, I'm not. And good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? We good. Hey, check this out, man. I'm sorry. If I buy so much as a house, I want to know. And if I've never been on the land before, I want to see what the land looks like, you know, whether I'm in the swamp or whether I'm out there in a desert. I want to know these kinds of things. I want to actually see in that room. Because what if we get an Eddie Spaghetti with a water pistol arm? Is it your fault for not being there and at least going and seeing what the process? Because it might be the difference between you not getting Eddie Spaghetti with the water pistol arm. You understand what I'm saying? You want to see what the heck you get. You spent money. It's your money. And you should be there to see what your investment has bought. Enough said right there, fellas. I'm out. Thanks, buddy. Hey, Appreciate it. Was he saying Eddie Spaghetti? It's Eddie Spaghetti with a, with a water pistol on. I don't want that quarterback, whoever no, that is. <laughs> that's pretty funny, though. Eddie Spaghetti with the water pistol arm. Um, let's oh, take one man. more. Let's take one more. Let's go to uh, our guy Russ out in Charlestown. Russ, what up, man? What up, Russ? Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up? Great show, fellas. Oh, Shefty got her going this morning, didn't he? <laughs> he sure did. Yeah, I listen to y'all every day. It's a great show. I wanted to say, uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, the money. You know, if I if I had twenty, thirty percent in a in a six billion, you know, I'd want to sit in on it on there and uh, and watch and kind of learn if it's my first time. You know, I, I'd say uh, I'd want to sit in like if I hired landscapers, mow the grass. Well, I'm going to sit on the deck and drink a little bourbon and sit and watch that first grass cut. Yeah, how to do. <laughs> and he hired, he hired Adam, you know, and, and he's probably going to watch it, watch him in live action, how he does in his interviews and stuff. So, no biggie, fellas. No biggie. Y'all have a great day. All right, bro. You know Thanks, what, dude. what he just said? I have done that often. Whenever we get a new landscaper, I am on the deck watching every damn thing that they do. <laughs> I just want to know. I'm yeah. not going to go cut the grass. No, you know. But I'm going to watch what they're doing. Just in case to match it, compare it to the other stuff, and this, and this, that, and the other, and see how my if it looks like the neighbor's yard, I gotta figure it out. 
Because I'm paying the money to him. I get that. I get that. Um, do want to clarify, I got a text here that he, he's not asking questions in these meetings. So he's just there observing. But see, um, but this is the thing about it. This is, this is what I hate about social media. He said he's there and he's participating. The first thing people think when you hear participating, I'm asking questions, I'm running the meeting, right? So we, we have to understand social media is there to bring out the worst in most people and rarely the best, okay? The thought process normally goes negative or extreme. So when he when he You're said, telling me landfill's negative and extreme? Yes. Uh, so when he, when he took the meet, everyone took participating. You know what? You know what participation means. Sometimes you just sitting there, and taking in all of the information, taking in the conversation, learning more. That's participating. I don't have to be asking questions to be participating. Let's do this. Phone lines are lit. We're going to keep them going. Our boy Ryan Keel sitting down with us at eleven here in Indy. Right on. Don't don't go anywhere, B. Mitch and Finley. B. Mitch and Finley, one oh six seven. The fan. I'm live out in the combine. In Indianapolis, Beamish holding it down in the Navy Yard Studios. Uh, this Josh Harris thing has a handful of people very alarmed, but most people are just having a pretty cool, normal reaction, I would say. Um, phone lines are packed. People want to chime in. Let's go to – I mean, there's 100 people from Waldorf on the line. Let's go to Rob in Waldorf. Rob, big deal or nothing? Hello. I do Rob. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, brother? What's going on? Um, well, I, I believe we have to stay the course with Josh Harris. I believe that um, nothing that we can do at this moment is going to make our fan base happy um, because we've gotten so used to losing. And, they, they, I mean, this draft is going to be – it's going to be uh, better or worse for – you know, but, but my point is um, I believe that Josh Harris in this group knows what's what's going to be good for us. And um, the second pick should be, I don't know. And none of us know. Let's yeah. get, let's not. They let, don't know yet lose. for sure. Thank you for the call, bro. I'm going to try to get a bunch of people in here. Uh, let's go to Harold in D.C. Harold, big deal, no deal? It's not a big deal at all, man. It's a. Uh... Y'all people, man, people tend to forget that Josh Harris is not a, a sole proprietor, man. If Mitch Rails or Magic Johnson want to call and ask him how the process is going, it's better for him to have a first-hand account. He's a steward for other people right now, which means he still answers the other folks that help invest into this product. Yo, so that's a great a point, dude. Yeah. That is a really good 1, point. 1,000%. That if these other dudes are like, yo, what's going on? He's like, oh, I actually went. I liked how it went. Here, you know, some of these questions I liked, maybe not all of them. And, and to that point, that's a really good call, Harold in D.C. What if this was magic instead of Harris? You think people would be no, but they, they uh, wouldn't be probably saying be happy, that. right? They, they'll be happy. So what, what's the difference, though, if it, was, if it was magic? Um, let's go to Mike in Haymarket. Mike, talk to me. Big deal or no deal? Well, uh, I told your screener that it's, uh, oh, my gosh, time. Uh, but really that means, oh, my gosh, everybody needs to stop freaking worrying about it. It's not a big deal. The guy is doing due diligence on a team that he just spent $6 billion on. Okay, he wants to learn the process. He wants to understand how his delegation of authority is working with, uh, with Peters and maybe with Dan Quinn. 
we got to get over this. I mean, I, the junkies went on this thing on this for 20 minutes this morning. It's ridiculous. He's just doing due diligence. He has people he needs to talk to and people, and he probably wants to, you know, know what the heck is going on. How different is it from the NBA? How different is it from the NHL? Secondly, the only point that I can, I'm going to make about this is that we all know that during the draft and, up, and the process leading up to the draft, starting at the combine, tons of smoke screens are happening. And this could be one of those smoke screens where we show interest in, in, in a quarterback and Josh Harris talks to him for a few minutes. And then all of a sudden that interest peaks and we're now getting potentially trade offers at two that are, you know, competing. And so you have to take all of that into account. This isn't just, you know, him to ask, you know, what's your opinion on, on Cliff Kingsbury's, you know, sky rate offense and how are we going to bet out if we pick you, blah, 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 blah. It's not. Just stop worrying about it. Thank you for the call, dude. Um, Landfill, it seems like overwhelmingly people aren't stressed about this. Has that impacted you at all? Uh, nope. I also answers no. One thing I will say is the way Schefter worded that, I'm not saying all the owners come to this, but I would say more than a handful do. Like, I, I mean, Jerry Jerry rolls in with a bus, like a party bus, and parks it outside of the hotels that everybody go to. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think owners being here and being involved is that rare, especially when you're picking that high, top five. Um, I know I, I know Dan used to come and. People can flip out about that if they want. There's also, like, competition committee meetings. There's, like, NFL business going on, you know? Like, I just – I don't think this is that alarming. I, I get that some – like, to me, it, it, in the um, – in, in the poll I put up, right, if, if you got to vote no big deal, eyebrow raiser, OMG, I think – like, I can understand if this is an eyebrow raise to you. If you're like, huh, I don't necessarily love that, but I'm not going to flip out about it. I just, I don't get, I, I don't get the flip out point of this. Um, and it seems like most people feel the same way. So, I mean, I think that's a positive step for us as, as, a, as a group. Um, we'll try to take one more here. Lawrence is on the Beltway. Lawrence. Well, Lawrence. Hey, what's up, fellas? Good morning, man. What's happening? Listen, let me just say this. Um, you know, people got to get over this stuff, man. This is a guy who just spent $6 billion on a company, and he's getting ready to – he wants to see, the, you know, the interviews of, of someone who he's going to potentially pay millions of dollars to every year. I mean, dude, we go to the car wash, and we walk around our car that's about, you know, thirty dollars or $40,000 – and we walk around that car and scrutinize the daylights out of it while the guy's wiping it down, doing his job. Amen. And, and, and I, you know, we, we just got to get over this stuff, man. We were, we're, our team has, has been on the bottom for, for a long time, 35 cents short of having a quarter. I'm telling you, man, we, got, we go to bed with the wants, we wake up with the gimmies. We're never satisfied around here. And, and it's just time to just sit back and let these people do what they're doing. We're not going any worse than we already are. Man, that's a hell of a lie. We thank you for the call, dude. Appreciate you. We go to bed with the wants and wake up with the gimmies. I like that. Think about this though. What's the one thing? What do we all say about the quarterback position? The most important position in football, right? Yeah. And if the owner is sitting in on that meeting, 
we now, that's a problem. If it's the most important thing in football, I'd be damned if I'm not going to be sitting in on my investment. Yeah, I think there's some PTSD with Dan and Robert, frankly. Number two overall pick. You could draw some similarities Man, there. They I be, just don't they think it's, come, I, it's accurate. If everybody, I want everybody got that PTSD, I'm just, I'm charging $5 for my class. Y'all come to my class. I'm going to be a part owner of the team after I get through with you. What happens in your class? Do you just in my knock class, people upside the head? I am so far. Dan and Robert are so far out of my mind. To hell with I don't have no thoughts about them. Who cares? They're gone. <laughs> so, you know, you got to be able to forget about the past, man. Rearview mirror. Windshield. Which one is the biggest? The thing that's in front of you. Look forward. Stop looking behind. You know where you should look forward to? Rudy's Golf. That's right. Go check out my guys over at Rudy's Golf. They've got 74 driving range bays, all equipped with top tracer technology. It provides an unmatched experience, whether you're really trying to zero in on your game or you're just a beginner looking to have fun. They can give you your ball speed, but they also have all the fun games like Go Fish. The top tracer technology is awesome. They also have two putt-putt courses. You can bring the kids, let them knock it around and have a blast. Great draft beer selection, really good food. Check them out, rudysgolf.com or on Instagram at rudysgolf. B. Mitch and Finley, 106. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 7 The Fan live in Indy at the Combine. B. Mitch holding it down in the District of Columbia. Joining us right now is our friend, Mr. Ryan Keel. Okay. No, it's in and out. It's good stuff. All right. Um, What's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How you doing? Uh, I am doing well. Good. What's going on for you out in Indy? Oh, well, I'm out here again. It's good to be back on. I'm out here again um, with Q30 and the Q Caller, talking to teams, leagues, Agents, athletes, you know, cool. spreading the word. Doing your good, thing. Yeah, doing our thing. It's great. It's a good place to be. Um, certainly the story or non-story of the day in <laughs> in Washington is that Josh Harris is here. So everybody knows Ryan. He was in the NFL for 100 years. Uh, I no longer try to actually say how many years guys were in the league because guys always yell at me no matter what I say. Um, so, so you say it wrong. Get it right. Well, 
How, how many years? I'll let you the say. Last time, the last time 12, we were together 12, just. 12 toward my pension, but I was hurt a few years. That's where the confusion lies in. But, yeah, 12. But, right, right. We were together just a few weeks ago in the Super Bowl, and you told him what the number was. So it's, He should have yeah. remembered that, anyway. right? So he's having trouble hearing you. We're trying to figure this out. Yes, Mitch. that's um, right. But, dude, let me start by you asking you You need me to yell? This. No, I think the, uh, the the headphone jack's busted. I blame, I blame JP. I mean, of course. Everybody blames <laughs> me for everything. Um, what do you make of Harris being in the interview room for these kids? Uh, you know, I don't – you know, we were talking about a little bit earlier. I don't – it doesn't bother me. I mean, at all as a player, I, I wouldn't think. I mean, he owns the team. You know, and he wants to learn, I imagine. So, like, I don't it, – it is what it is. All of it's in the details, right? So, like, if it's – you know, the, the role he's playing, if he's just sitting in the background, so be it. It's not a big deal. Um, does it feel, though, kind of Snyderish? That's what I think people are worried about, is that Dan had such a negative everything, and this to a lot of people this reminds them of Dan and RG3 12 years ago. Nah, I mean, I mean Josh has got a lot more experience than Dan did owning teams, right? So the idea of him wanting to sit in, it's his first time around on the draft. You know, get in the room, you know, watch your team operate and interview these guys and see how they, how they react. And you know, who knows if he even weighs in, right? I think it's, it's, I think it's a very We've been told thing. he's just observing. That's great. Um, I think that, a lot of people observe, so that's fine. And that's definitely B. I mean, that that's kind of your angle on this too, right? Oh, yeah. That's definitely my angle. I mean, I, I feel – listen, I, I worked with a guy who's a capitalist, uh, Mr. Thompson. And he's always said, the man paying for the team, he has the right to do whatever the hell he wants to do. But ultimately, when we look at the experience and what what Dan has done, you can't say anything he's done is anywhere close to Dan. Agreed. Yeah. I, I Agreed. I think um, I'm ready to make a declaration, should you guys agree with it. Let's move the hell on. Brian, are you good with that? I could have been there as soon as you brought it up. I imagine you could have. <laughs> um, so me and Mr. Keel had an interesting – discussion the other night that I want B to weigh in on. I think they've got to go QB at number two. Ryan, you think what? <laughs> I think they need to consider everything. I think the idea of groupthink is a dangerous place to be. And I don't know what's going to happen on the free agent side, but I'll be looking at that. I'll be looking at what the options are to trade back, and I'll be looking at the quarterbacks. And, you know, the odds are, as I'm sure it's been discussed ad nauseum, um, Right, you know, one of these three are going to be good. One's going to be bad. One's going to be average. And so, you know, you got you got some holes to fill. The team's not, you know, it's got a lot of work to do. So, you know, if you can get the right fit at free agency that matches with what Cliff wants to do, who's a great guy by the way, um, and then great. Maybe you do that. Then all of a sudden it frees you up to trade back. It's all, it's all a puzzle, right? It's not like you don't lock in. I don't think you you lock in now and say this is exactly what we have to do you know, in a, in a month and a half before you let some of the other process go through. So my point was to JP, Mitch, is that you just got to consider everything, right? To consider it all, and then you can slowly you – know, because, again, maybe the quarterbacks get re-signed before free agency. Okay, well, that changes things, right? It's all very fluid, and you do all your work on all the other guys and all the other – the top offensive tackle, the, all the top guys. And then you see where the sort of chips fall and see how you get best – position the team going forward for you know a, a great run so um that was sort of my position i i i, I listened to you and I, and I think that's exactly what adam peters has stated to where he say i'm not here just for quarterback i'm here for everybody uh and, and he's thinking like you but i think in the end <laughs> they gonna go get a quarterback because I they i think 
you have to look at everything because you're right. You don't know what's going to happen, what's going to transpire. Uh, what if somebody were to move up and get to the first spot and take that pick from from uh, um, Chicago? Then it may drop somebody else in your lap. What if they go up there and somebody likes somebody other than Caleb? We like we we hear that Caleb's the number one. Somebody might think differently. We don't know. Then you can adjust. But I think ultimately, if they're trying to st- start this thing and move forward, they're trying to get a quarterback, and they gonna have to damn sure make sure they understand that. Because listen. They say Josh sat in on the six quarterback meetings. I doubt if he's going to be sitting in on the running back and the linebacker meeting. Right, but if you, but Mitch, if you could get, if you, you're saying get a quarterback, that quarterback could also potentially come from free agency too. Yeah, but right, long we, just don't know. It, we just don't know. I right? know, but as long know. as it's QB, I'm just yeah, saying they that first pick gonna probably be QB because that's where they, they have been QB deprived for decades, and I think that's what they got to get that fixed or. You know, everyone in the league now feels that you got to have the quarterback. Well, if you don't have a football team, you got to have a quarterback. So I've seen you, a lot of good quarterback quarterbacks get drafted by bad teams in the last three years, and they're out too. Yeah, right. So you just yeah. got to keep it in mind. That's all I'm I agree with you, and and dude, I actually had a pretty interesting conversation last night. Like we we're all wondering who could be the team that is desperate, right? That is not in the top five, not in the top ten, but is willing to make the big move, and and. Everybody kind of assumes that can exist, and I think you wonder about Vegas, about the Raiders, who, if you think, if you're, if you're looking at that team, they're pretty good. I mean, you've got Devontae Adams, you've got Max Crosby. I mean, you've got two all-pro players at key positions, and, I, you know, they run the ball fairly well. I like their O-line. Um, I mean, what if a team like that, wants to come all the way up for one of these kids. I just – I wonder and, – and say Washington decides, hell, bring Kirk back. You know what I mean? And they trade from 2 to 13, get a million picks in the process. Like, what would your reaction be to that, Brian? I'm not saying it's real or I expect it, but I'm just curious. If how somebody think- came up and offered something crazy and they went and got another quarterback, yes, I would say I don't have a problem with that. Uh, because I've already stated to you that my mindset is Adam Peters was hired. We all, everybody for the most part, felt that was the right, the first move they needed to make. If he decided to do something, I'm going to try and support it. They bring Kirk back, then I'm going to start thinking they got a damn move going. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> so. in a lot of ways we'll kind of know because if they're doing something like that, it'll happen early on in free agency. Right. Yeah. And, and you're not doing that if you're drafting a kid at two. Well, you remember, though, I mean, even in San Francisco, right, and that's where Peters came from. Right. You know, they, I mean, they found, air quotes, their quarterback in the seventh round, right? The guy they actually made the move for didn't work out, right? And then they had Garoppolo, and they've had other guys in there throughout the entire Shanahan time. So it's not like he's coming from a place where, like, it was draft quarterback, end-all, be-all. They didn't do it. I mean, they did it once, and it didn't work out. And they drafted the kid, you know, pretty late in the last pick. They kind of got lucky. But see, that was lucky right there, <laughs> Ryan. They, they were trying to, but they, they had a football team already established around whoever totally. came in there. Right, but how they do that? How they get the football team built? But they also made a big move for Trey Lance. Like, That's my point. Yeah. It didn't work out. So they took one swing in the how many years he was there, right? And they did Well, they it. traded for Jimmy G to start it. Okay, yeah. so again, for, so again. How do you fi- how do you solve the, the position, right? I, and that's again, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of ways to solve it potentially, and that's why JP was in 
four drinks in, was berating me, Mitch, <laughs> about, about about how it's got to be a quarterback. I'm like, well, you don't know yet. I, it could be. Like, it's probably more likely, con- but Conceptually, still. I understand your, your, what you're saying. It's not a saying. hot take, and you guys are in the hot take business, so I get that, too. <laughs> so it's I, radio, sports radio. So I, I but it's also not a hot take to say at number two, when you just had the second overall pick, didn't go QB, and you look at the QBs that, that could have been picked there mm-hmm. that are somewhere between franchise and good. Yeah, sure. Like, I, I think at this point, at this stage, for this organization that has been such a disaster for so long, and it almost cements it more that for the first time in a really, really long time, you have an opportunity to have owner, GM, mm-hmm. head coach, quarterback all aligned and all trying to build at the same time and rate and space. And, and like, Harris being here and being involved kind of cements that, right? Like, like he's going to be on board with what they do. And I just think that opportunity has to be executed. Right. Any way you get there. I, Mitch said it. Solve the quarterback problem. Sure. Right? A free agency, trade, draft. That's the point. I think we all agree on that. And then you, then you can figure out, one, you figure out how you're going to solve that or whatever opportunity presents itself. Then you can figure out, can I trade back? Can I do whatever you want to do? So, um, What do you think of these QBs? Have you looked at all? No. I mean, listen, I mean, again, because I've just – I'm, again, I, Mitch will laugh probably, but we used to say in the day, most of the time rookies suck, right? Like yeah. that's just the odds are. And if you have seven draft picks, you got your first rounder and your second rounder should start. Your third rounder is 50-50, depending on position and other things. They'll play and be involved. And you got four through seven, you know, depend, odds are, again, those guys are going to be special teams guys, developmental guys, maybe get cut in a year, right? Like that's – so, you know, I don't I don't pay – I mean, I'm always sort of more – I'd rather take a known situation if you can get it, if you can get it. Um, but the, the guys are all talented guys, right? Now, can it translate? into i mean the next level right right. i mean interesting so like like take like a joe burrow versus daniels comp right they both transferred to lsu one year they got hot right and the The first year was eh, good yeah and then they were outrageous right they got one year they got hot they sort of came on the scene for one year right and they're both at lsu it's sort of interesting right and it worked out obviously for joe great he's he's probably a top four guy right you know and so you know, could the same thing happen to Daniels? Yeah, sure. You know, but then you've also seen other guys that come on for one year, you know, and get hot for a year, and they, they flame out, right? It's it's a fascinating position to sort of uh, try to analyze because so much of it is between the ears, and it's really hard to evaluate that, right? And, and all of those, I mean, that anybody can watch a guy throw a ball and say, wow, that's great. You know, he's got an arm, and you need it. But so much more of it is leadership and how they go about their job and how they can process information in game and how they walk in the locker room and get guys to rally around them and all these mm-hmm. things that are just super hard to evaluate for outsiders. And that's what makes it so challenging for everybody. See, that's why I think when, like, your guy does play four years, five years, whatever it is they play, then they go to the combine and throw two passes and some, and they lose their mind. That's why I don't, I don't fall for that. You know what Do I mean? You? You right. don't, nobody's checking them. And there's no, nobody rushing them. They better throw a perfect pass. One would think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, that's your job, right? Mm-hmm. If no one's covering anybody and you're out there in shorts, you should be, you know, 95% completion. Even right. with guys that you don't even never thrown to. Yeah, I mean, what do you make of the combine? And you come out here for the work aspect, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, just the whole NFL is here. But fewer and fewer 
elite prospects do any sort of athletic testing. They're here for the interviews. You see Marvin Harrison this year not even coming, um, which I think is a, a, a true – I love Sam Cassell um, because whenever he made a big play, he would run down the court juggling his you-know-whats. <laughs> and, and I feel like Marvin Harrison made a Sam Cassell move, and I love when guys are in position to do that and do it. Um, but, dude, the flip side is – Coaches aren't coming. I, I, Dan Quinn flew home last night. You know what I mean? Like, like less and less of the league is seeing the value here. And and I've been told repeatedly how executives and front office people feel like it's just so the time is so inefficient, especially since they moved the workouts tonight. Like, is this just a media event at this point? I mean, well, listen. So there used to be, and I think this is still accurate. There used to be 350 guys invited to this thing every year. And there's roughly 250 draft picks, give or take, with compensatory picks, right? Maybe that's a little off. So that means 100 guys that are here aren't even getting drafted. Plus every year, 50 guys who aren't on average, who aren't. I think it's about 300 here, but roughly you're fine. Yeah. Okay. And then they've expanded it. And so then, and then there's 50 guys every year who aren't who aren't here who do get drafted. Right. So you got like let's just say 100 to 150 guys who are here aren't even drafted. Aren't even drafted. But that's still a lot of players. There's free agents. Again, I was a free agent, right? So like. There is opportunity, I think, for the high-end guys. And then you throw in the data, ability to collect data in-game. So why do you got to run a 40 when they have your time in your – when the last time you ran a slant route in your Ohio State against Michigan? Like, they have that number, how fast you Yeah. Can. Like, why do you need to run a 40? We see it every time Tyreek runs a touchdown. Right. You don't need – so it's all sort of – there's a little bit of cannibalization of this event. There's a little bit of, like, you know, there's so much focus on the first round. But there's six other rounds, and there's yeah. all these free agents that this is, this is super valuable for. Sure. And it, I think the good teams, and I think, you know, listen, I get a disproportionate amount of time is spent on the first three rounds. But, like, the good teams, as we've seen, you know, the four through seven is where the fabric of your team's coming from. And if you can be right more than wrong in that group for three or four years, you can have a really, really good team. And so that's where I think where the value is here. Yeah, I, I think th- that's I think, Peter's I mindset. think it's the NFL – thing and i'm talking about the league office where they they have to make money and they know it's a money generator for them because people say i'm not gonna watch the draft i mean watch the combine they watch it every damn year but for the coaches and all that it's 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 too much time it's too time consuming for them they rather be in their building getting their stuff ready for next year instead of sitting out there but the league go we put this on tv we're gonna make a lot of money Sure. Yeah, they're yeah. About moving this thing and turning it into an event. If right? they move this like, thing to L.A. Uh, or Dallas, right? Oh, you know? They move to L.A., so JP, you going to be right there. I know, man. Mitch will actually come because he can bring his sticks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's no golf here in February. B.A. coming to Indy in February. <laughs> B, what would it take for you to – like, what is the appearance fee per day for you to come to the Combine in February? Uh – it, it got to be somewhere on the upper fours and possibly five, <laughs> five digits. <laughs> I believe you. I believe that very totally. much. Um, here's what we're going to do. You're welcome to chill however long you want. No, I, I got to roll. I'm sitting at a table till I get on an airplane. Yeah. Um, we're going to hear from Dan Quinn next. Dan Quinn did his big podium session, then did a side session with reporters. I don't believe that audio has been shared yet with uh, the D.C. audience, so you're going to get that next. Before we go, though, got to tell you about our guys over at Paul Henry's window installation working with paul is 
it truly has changed my home for the better. I mean, my we used to have to hang up blankets in the winter over our windows because my daughter in her playroom would freeze, and we'd have to have her wrapped up in blankets. And got all our windows replaced. They did a fantastic job. They got there early, got the job done early, and it changed my home. I, I, Paul's a friend of mine. Um, we're supporting a charity event he's got going to, uh, to fight breast cancer. Um, when we talk about Paul, we, we mean it seriously because he's helped me and he's helped Brian. If you call them this month, 85 bucks off each window with a five-window minimum and up to 10% off doors. You know what? I moved to my house in 1993, and, you know, you're starting to see things start to happen a little bit. And Paul came over a couple of years ago, and he did some windows for me. And he did a great job. So, you know what? He came, I called him back last year to do some more things. Now, I'll be meeting Paul today right around 3 o'clock. I got a few things I need to get taken care of, and I know he's going to do it, and he's going to do it right. The reason I reach straight back to Paul and I go there consistently is because I know the job is going to be done right the first time. I don't have to worry about getting him in, come back, come back, come back, because he's going to do it right the first time. You can call Paul right now if you want to get some windows. You can receive $85 off each window with a five-window minimum and up to 10% off doors. I'll be getting me some garage doors. Contact Paul Henry's Window Installation today and tell him B. Mitchell Finley sent you. PaulHenry'sWindows.com, your clear home improvement choice. B. Mitch, Adam Schefter woke up this morning and chose violence, dude. He just decided to he just decided to piss off a whole city. <laughs> Imagine being that that powerful. Um, somebody that will probably have a far greater impact on the Washington Commanders season um, than Adam Schefter this year is going to be Dan Quinn. Uh, Dan Quinn spoke at the podium on what day was that, Benny? Tuesday. Tuesday evening, and then after his big podium session, Dan Quinn spoke with local reporters. Uh, myself, Ben Standig, Nikki Jabala, Sam Fortier, uh, Dave Harrison was there. I don't want to leave anybody out. Mitch Tischler was there. Um, uh, a lot of folks were there. This is that conversation, and it's pretty damn interesting. Here's Dan Quinn. How exciting is this for you to to be here now? I mean, you just were introduced only a couple weeks ago. Like, things are moving quick. Yeah, and I think I had my last um, staff meeting, and we had about nine days together. And I said, it's remarkable what you can do in that amount of time. We went through philosophy. We went through developing players. We met as um, a group of scouts and coaches together. We went through profile tapes of, you know, ideal fits of how we'd want to play and all the scheme. We started on free agent evaluation. So, like, you can imagine in, like, nine days together, um, the connection, the communication that goes back and forth. We had maybe guys from 10 or 11 different teams. So exercises like, what can we do in the short term that you've done at another place that we can absolutely fast track, you know, our competition and what we want to be about. And so all those little moments were good. And then being here, kind of, I look forward to these first interactions with the players and uh, hearing their story, a little bit about their why. and then. The football stuff will work out, but like getting to know the man first, and then uh, then talk about the ball player. You talked a lot about your evolution as a coach, kind of on the field, and how you're trying to learn from yourself. Yep. How has that changed, fine, and, and the pre-draft evaluation process? How has that kind of evolved over the years? I think um, one, as it started, like also the league did a better job. If I could tell you what it first looked like to. Uh, interview players like you're grabbing them as they're going to somewhere with a, a train station that everybody was huddled up in and trying to you come over here you come to the next so like I think the league did a really good job of allowing space to to visit and to go and, and even extending this because as you guys all know the real purpose is medicals first 
you know, to make sure a, a player, you know, gets all the, the, the inside outs, so to speak. So finding those spaces to connect with them, um, that's been really good. And so it now happens at all-star games, happens here, it'll happen at their pro days. And so finding those little touch points to see who'd be a good fit together, uh, to me, that's the secret sauce of it. Is there an example that stands out to you of a guy who you had questions about coming into the combine, then you were able to get him in a room, interview him, and like something changed or just stood out to you? I think yeah, early on it may even be after this, and the reason why I think first one here, guys are really nervous. And so sometimes you only have these 20-minute, uh, I'm going to the next one, and like you don't, they don't even know what team they're talking to. They're just like saying name, rank, you know, zero number, whatever. It's like just so then what I've seen is sometimes the interactions here are very surface level. You know, it's just getting to know, maybe finding out some background about a situation, something that came up, but at a school or at the, you know, the player's hometown or at their college or at the 30 visit, you see differently. Now you're not there for 20 minutes and a horn blows and you got to get up and leave. It's really deeper and getting to know, are we a fit for one another? Let's talk through this you know, game that you were playing, what was it? And so you know a little bit of their background. So um, I wouldn't say it happens here, but I would say it does happen a lot when you go somewhere that you also say, I really hope we get a chance to coach him. And there's also some times that you leave there and saying he'd be best somewhere else. And those ones are as important an evaluation as the ones that say he's a fit, he can do it. And you have a real clear vision for the guys. And that's you know, my bond to Adam to make sure that every guy that we fit, you know, has a, a clear fit. And he, his superpower is finding the players that the team needs. And he's certainly done that through Denver and New England and San Fran, different systems, but finding what that team needs. And so that's why uh, I'm so lit up to, to be able to work with him, knowing that his superpower is finding what the team needs. And uh, he's got a proven track record of that. I know you guys are in the early going of really going through the roster as a whole, but when you look at the defense in particular, how I feel like you have a good grasp on sort of what that side of the ball needs right now and kind I do. Of where they're at. And so like first order of business for me getting there was the staff. And so I wanted to meet with everybody that was currently on the Washington staff and I did that. Um, some that stayed, some that didn't. And then the next order of business was our players on the roster and the free agents. And so then I could find uniqueness of what they'd play, how it would go, does anybody change positions? Because I think when you're looking all the way through the roster, is that corner a really good tackler? Would he make a better safety? And so it's all the ways to go deep into it. Because I didn't want to dive into a head without assessing our own team. So it was staff, current players, then getting into free agency. And so I haven't spent as much time um, on the draft players yet. Obviously, I'm just trying to stay in the progression. So, but it's not the worst thing to meet the people here and then watch the tape um, versus the other way. Like you watch the tape and you're like, ah, <laughs> okay, he's really good though. So uh, you have to make sure you can do that. So I'm just trying to like not miss one step along the way. But I do feel like I have a good uh, sense of where we're at today. Kim Curl in particular, I know pending free agent just what are your overall Well, I think, number one, I've been super impressed by him, like, you know, over his last couple of years of a guy that has absolutely gone for it, from tackler to being an enforcer. And so I was definitely impressed, not just this season, but he's put out, you know, good tape, you know, all the time here. So I think it shows a good story of a player 
going for it, developing, finding his space to you know, go do his thing. And um, it's kind of one of the cool parts about our league when guys, you know, aren't always first round picks and come make their way and do their thing. And uh, Cam's a great example of that. And you mentioned you know exactly how many days it's been since you were let go by Atlanta. How has that served you? Has that been a, a motivating? Well, I keep like a tab like on my <laughs> kitchen door, you know. So I just um, was thinking back through my time here um, at the Combine, and so I guess I have maybe a little more appreciation and gratitude for it. Um, like anything, the second time through you have different perspectives. And so what it did force me to do um, was to look back to know that uh, – I had a lot of time to prepare and to get ready and to ha really have a good vision of how to do it. And from ownership, connection, general manager, scouting, setting up a team, you know, putting a program in together. So that's why. But it is 1,234 days today. But don't ask me in like two weeks. I, I'm not going to keep like a tally. Gotcha. I just I thought one, two, three, four. I don't think it's a uh, surprise to say that you guys need some more help with pass rushers after some of the trades that were made here last year. Yep. Um, but when you now look at some of the younger guys stand out or even like Jamie Davis stand out to you in any way in that regard? Yeah, I think that's one of the things I wanted to find out. And when I looked at the roster, I wanted to find every single thing that they could happen. So I went through the last few years of every blitz he had, talking about Jamie specifically and where do I see bursts, where do I see traits. And so all I can do is evaluate on that. And then, then you find ways to train him and feature him into that space. Sometimes when you're a linebacker, it's hard to find how to do the drill work as a D lineman to work games to do that. And so finding that right balance. So I have not had that discussion with him yet about what you know that looked like. Um, I just wanted to see traits of blitzing and being aggressive and going forward. And uh, I'm looking for anything you know that would show those kind of pass rush traits um, all along the roster, um, outside, inside, the whole thing. So um, yeah, I've been digging into that hard. Coach, have you had a chance to speak to Sam Howell or meet with him yet? Yes. Yeah, I got a chance to uh, visit with him. Um, we bumped into, you know, I don't get a chance to visit with them, but just checking in on non-football related stuff. But what I did want him to know is like, man, going against him, he is one hell of a competitor. And uh, tried to hit him, tried to knock him off, and uh, to really, you know, put pressure on him. And that was one thing that I really admired about him. Even, you know, coming up from North Carolina, you know, and through his two years here, because I actually played, I think, in a game against Dallas the season prior. And uh, so just and then preparing for him and playing against him and, and some of the guys, I just want to make sure I had a chance to talk to him about that. He's, you know, certainly a tough competitor. That was his first start. I think it was your only loss as the Cowboys DC. No, we definitely had more losses than one. To Washington. Oh, to Washington. sorry. I'm sorry. I was yeah. like, yeah, 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 I get you. You're a homer. I like it. I like where you're thinking. That's good. <laughs> right. We definitely played other teams. Yeah, I don't know about that. I was like, I'm certain we lost some other games. <laughs> I would probably say that would be awesome if that was the case. So, sure. no, I didn't know. I did not know that. I know you want to stay in sequence, but is quarterback an exception to that? And kind of, how do you imagine the timeline for the evaluation process of, of this class? Yeah, I think with that position, every year you want to take it as far as you can when you're possibly selecting one. And quite often, there's many a years where you know you're keeping selecting and going and developing that position. I think we've all seen the importance of the position through the league, but. Um, I enjoyed going through the process as a defensive coach when I was a defense coordinator to look at the quarterbacks who were coming in because you would eventually be playing right. those same players in a lot of spaces. So uh, what I know is, man, like I have a thousand percent belief and trust in Adam. You know, I just do. Um, I had a chance to watch tape with him the other night and just seeing him talk it and explain it and talk about routes and movements. And um, it was really impressive to, to see and be a part of that part of the evaluation. Um, he's got a gift for it. And so... Um, I'll trust him with that 
every step of the way. Is there anything you can share with us that stood out to you about the way that he was breaking the tape down? I think just the level of detail that he went to of, you know, watch him get out of a bad play, watch him speed up here, look at this route combination, look at the accuracy. Um, he just has a stronger feel than most. And uh, it's really a cool thing to see when you see somebody who's at a really elite level at something, it's pretty easy to see. And so after those four hours, I remember going home and, and telling Stacy, I said, man, this guy is elite. Having Ken Norton lead a position that's kind of been lagging here for a few years, what does he do well in, in developing linebackers? It's a, uh, man, it's a lot. I would say he connects with the player emotionally, physically, their command, what the call looks like. And uh, Ken had a rare ability to do that as a ball player. Signals, you know, like this, every detail you could go into, like he's literally seen the vision from inside the helmet. And so at that spot, and so he's hard on them, but also I think look no further than, you know, Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright and the development that took place with those two players and where they, he took them to. Not to say it was always like felt great for them, but I think if you're really wanting to be great at somebody, you need people like that to push you to spaces that you probably wouldn't go to on your own. And it's one of the things I just absolutely love about Ken. It's the intensity, the challenge, the standards that he has. And so that's why it was so important to add people like him and Anthony Lynn to the staff who have really high standards about how to do it. And uh, they were two specifically that I was hoping uh, would join us. And so the fact that they both did, that was, that was pool party time. That was a big deal. Got time for two more. Juan Martin, another young guy, just yeah. curious. Obviously, he seemed to improve as, as the year went on. Well, what's been your impression? Watching you know, uh, anytime a guy plays more than one position, they catch my eye. And so this is a person that has the skill to play down and be a nickel, but also has the tackling traits, you know, and the deep range stuff as a safety. So for players like him, that's kind of my fun part, which position, where to feature him. But what I did know is I loved the competitor. I loved the hitter and the tackler. So, like, he had all the traits that I wanted to see that I love about playing tough defense. And so when I got a chance, well, I didn't have to watch him because I you know, studied him the year prior. So coming here knowing I had a chance to coach guys like him, um, that really lit me up. And now how do we feature other players around him and put guys into different spots? Because it would be um, irresponsible right now to say he'll play at only this spot. I'm not going to do that. I want to find out more about him. I need to get on the field with him. I want to find out all the stuff that makes him him. And then I'll have a better sense for that. And that'll be, that'll take, you know, going into training camp and, and through OTAs and that to find everybody's roles and how we fit together. We're obviously going to be adding a new influx of people here through free agency and the draft. And that'll factor into a lot of that as well. That's your new coach of the Washington Commanders, Dan Quinn, talking with JP in Indianapolis. We're going to take a quick break here. We get back, we'll break down some of the things he said. I just love the way he knows all about defense. And guess what? I expect our defense to be a lot better this year. Be Mitchell Finley, hold six right? seven the fact. I didn't know you were back, dog. <laughs> I'm back. I did get lost. I'll tell you about that, but I'm back. And All here's right. what I got to tell you about. ESPN Bet is now live in the DMV. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get 100 bucks in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present within the state of Maryland or Virginia to participate. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Logan Paulson is here, bona fide celebrity. Eh. Ben Ben Standig. Weirdly, Logan is carrying Ben's bags around for him. It's very odd. What? Yeah, man. I don't know. That's just what. Just how they're operating. I'm gonna see if I can wrangle Ben or Logan and get him to speak into a microphone. What we're gonna do right now, though, caller number ten to eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. You win two tickets to see Ari Shafir Saturday, April twenty seventh at Capital Turnaround. Tickets are on sale this Friday. For tickets and more event information, visit thefandc.com slash events. Uh, B, you were talking about, we just played that Dan Quinn audio, and, yeah. and what stood out to you was kind of the way he talks defense. Yep. Um, what did that mean for you? Well, the thing about it, like, sometimes you hear people uh, to where they just stuck in one position. Dan seems to be able to uh, speak that way about all positions. And he also, like, I heard he said, like, well, Looking at uh, Cam, not Cam, um, here from last year, Illinois, safety. Quan. 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 Yeah. Quan, he said, well, he played multiple positions, so he caught my attention. He didn't say, oh, we gonna, we need f- position flex. No, the guy can do a lot, so you know what? Now I got, he got my attention. But I got to make sure how he fits into my system, which means whatever he does absolutely the best, that's what he's going to be doing all the time. If he can't do other stuff, they won't be putting him in there to do it. You know what I mean? So I, I like that. And I just like the, you know, the fact that he has people coaching guys that know exactly how to do it. And he had he had uh examples of who he had they had already taught. Wagner, you know, guys like that that Ken Norton had already coached. So I I, I just li- like hearing it like that instead of like, well, you know, we have our 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 Scheme, and we're going to make guys have to play into this. That's what I don't like. I agree with that. I I really enjoyed hearing him discuss watching film with Adam Peters. And because above all else, like where where my belief is, and Dan Quinn might be great. I mean, I had three different people last night at Prime, NFL coaches, NFL position coaches, guys that have been, never head coaches, but have been coordinators at different stops along the way, including one dude who was a former coordinator in D.C., um, but come up to me unsolicited and just tell me that as a dude, Dan Quinn is the best. Mm-hmm. Like, his reputation as a guy is a, a guy that people love. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because Logan's threatening me to say it. But, like, I, I mean, I had literally last night at Prime, like a bunch of random people are like, man, you're going to love that dude. And I don't know that that means you're going to win games. But I do think he is a jolt of energy that the organization needs at this moment because Ron had a good reputation too, but Ron kind of played the the stoic role. You know what I mean? Ron was not a jolt of energy. Um, And Quinn is. But still, what's most important to me, what I've heard from personnel people, front office people, is Peter's scouting ability. And that's what I care about. Get the players, man. Get Get some dudes like you did in San Fran. You have to have that. All over your draft board, not just at the top. These coaches who think that they can get it done just because of their scheme, they're fooling themselves because, you know, you got to have great players and uh, very good players to be able to accomplish a lot in this league. Hell yes. Jimmy and Joes, not X's and O's. Nobody go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. Bimich and Finley, 1067, the fan. So we talked about this on the podcast last night with Tischler, but I want to get your reaction to it, B. Um, Dan Quinn was on with the Junks 
one of these days, right? Tuesday, uh-huh. Wednesday, whenever it was. Um, and they did a word association thing with him for the top three quarterbacks, for Drake May, uh, Caleb Williams, and Jaden Daniels. Uh-huh. And I don't – Lanville, do you, you, I don't know if you have the audio or if you remember. I got I don't, it. Okay. Uh, just play it. Coach wanna... Quinn, first let me say we really appreciate all the time you're giving us. <laughs> Thank I you. wanted to see if you're willing to do a quick word association with us, okay? So just first things that pop into your head when I give it. You don't have to go long on them. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Explosive. Jonathan Allen. Dominant. Sam Howell. Tough. Drake May. Athletic. Caleb Williams. Game changer. Oh, I like that answer. <laughs> Good one. All right. All right. Um, so I hadn't heard it yet. I'd only read it. Um, and a lot of people reacted like, oh, my God, clearly the coach likes Jaden Daniels more than anybody else. Do you I, – I think that's a reach. I think what it's a reach. Yeah. I, I don't know. He was clearly kind of scrambling about what to say for each guy. Well, no, um, he was scrambling, and also he's not stupid. Right. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, I, I just think like he said D.C. for Caleb. He had more than that to say for Caleb. Right. <laughs> Naturally. But ultimately, Dan Quinn is not a fool. And everybody, look, look like we call this lying season. We call it, I'm going to call it stretch season as well. Everybody stretches everything somebody says now. Um, I can say, I think he's familiar. He likes all three, familiar with all three. But if you watch the speed of Daniels and the way he throws, he could break a game wide open. I totally agree. Um, I I just I don't think these dudes know what they're doing yet. I, I I sincerely think that, and I think anybody that's trying to like you know figure out what they're thinking is is a fool's errand because I don't think they know yet. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't think they're gonna have a shot at Caleb. So if you want to discuss. You know, Caleb's fingernails or not, I, I'm kind of out on it because I, I don't think he's coming here. I think Caleb could play football, and I think that's what matters. I think it's too early in the process. And for me, I'm the type of guy, whether Caleb Williams come here or go somewhere else, I'm going to be paying attention to him. You know, Pat Mahomes does not play in D.C., but if he's on the fo- on the field, on TV, it's must watch for me. So if Caleb Williams can have that type of ability, I don't care if he's in our uniform or another one. You know me, I'll say, JP, let's meet up at the sports book and go watch it or let's go somewhere else and watch it. I'll come to your crib. But we like good football. I'm not – I know some fans may, oh, if he don't play with us, I don't want to watch him. I want to watch him anyway. I don't care. If they're good, they're good. I, I, I know I get a lot of satisfaction out of watching Pat play. Hell, yeah. Um. I just, for me, I don't. I, I think they truly, nothing is is set yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's too early in the process. Right. I, yeah, totally. I think, uh, you know, kind of going forward, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I I don't think they're going to get Caleb. So I think you're talking about Daniels or May. Um, I coming into the week thought Daniels 
was the lean. I I don't know now. I think the I think the interviews are really going to matter, and I think. You know, it's so hard to try to decipher from this staff who wants what, and they keep talking about mobility, and people claim that that only means Daniels. I think if, if you if you listen to what Quinn said right there, he said athletic for May. That yeah. was his word association. Mobility right? like, does not mean just that you can run fast. Hell, Tom was mobile. Right. <laughs> he couldn't run. He couldn't get run out of his own way. You know, Ben Roethlisberger was mobile. So the whole thing about it is, you need to be able to, like you said, dance in the pocket. For sure. For yeah. sure. Um, Landini, what did you make of the uh, the word association stuff there? Um, I thought that, uh, I guess when he said uh, D.C. for Caleb Williams, he just meant that he's from the area. I mean, I guess that's what that meant. Um, yeah, I thought they were generally positive for all of them. I thought that tough was kind of an interesting one for Sam Howell. I mean, if you watched last year, he sure showed he was tough. Yeah. I think yeah, that but, was And he mentioned that earlier in the interview too, uh talking about how Sam is. You know, that when he talked to him, what he said to him. I they, mean, I would view like, you know, game changer is, you know, like a that's a pretty positive description of a guy and like tough. I mean, he's a football player. Football players are tough. That's not yeah. really Well, dude, we talked That's kind of something I take for granted, you know. That's fair. We talked about this the other day, and I just am still kind of stunned by the folks that are stunned at, like, the rhetoric this week that makes it pretty clear they're not looking – that Sam isn't the long-term answer. You know? Like, didn't we already know that? Hadn't we already kind of arrived at that conclusion? I would think you would did. Had you not, Landini? I feel like you were out on him halfway through last year. Oh, I was, but I, I'm, you know – it's just not that – it's kind of like a neutral word is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you're not wrong there for sure. Um, I, it's it's an interesting thing right now where these guys do a bunch of media and we all kind of react to it, and then you kind of move forward unclear of exactly what to make of it. I, I just – dude, I mean, if you listen to way, the way they're talking, it's such a scramble drill for them. That they're, I mean, I doubt their offensive concepts are even completely ironed out yet. Obviously, Cliff knows what he wants to do, but you hire a staff with Anthony Lynn to run to run your run game and Brian Johnson to help in the pass game and combine that with Kingsbury. I mean, think about how different Philly and San Fran run the football, what yeah. they use the quarterbacks to do in both those situations. Yeah. What, what's the plays? What's, what's the name of the plays? <laughs> you know right. I, mean? like, I don't <laughs> think any of that's set in stone yet. Yeah. And, I mean, if you look at the Niners' run game, I mean, they're, they're using a fullback regularly. I doubt the Eagles even have a fullback on their roster. I doubt the Cardinals had a fullback on their roster when Cliff was running that thing. Yep. And then you look at, like, um, you look at Playing the quarterback under center. There's been these there's been these studies is too much, but just people have, have crunched the numbers, right? And with young quarterbacks, the more they play under center, the more advantageous it is. That's what the numbers bear out. Uh-huh. But like Cliff in Arizona damn near ran only shotgun. But is that because Kyler's five ten? Well you, you know, like 
He ran that a lot in uh, Texas Tech, too. Right. Now, Texas Tech was a straight-up air raid. Everything else yeah. has been different. But, like, I just think we're trying to jump to conclusions that aren't available yet. What they did by getting Lynn and Johnson and then having Kingsbury, who's like the coordinator, those guys got to find a way to marry those different the – ver, the verbiage from their different offenses to make that stuff all go together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and dude, I mean, going one step further, you know, apparently Magic got involved and, and that helped get Cliff to D.C., but, like, something happened in Vegas that he didn't want to come here or he didn't want to go to Vegas, right? Like – Hey, something good or just the magic man worked his magic. You know or I mean? they just cut a big check. Yeah. You know, magic like probably the, say, look, man, come on. I, I, you were in L.A. Then again, he and magic could have been friends when he was in L.A. But he, here's what you should know is without when, – when Cliff wasn't involved anymore, that they hired Luke Getze, who was in Chicago. So just, like, try to – you know, connect the dots here probably means the Raiders aren't in the Justin Fields sweepstakes if he was just with them and got fired, basically. Um, and then, I mean, you look around, like, the, what the Raiders have put together, and you've got Joe Philbin on that roster, it, on the coaching staff. It's just it, – it's going to be really interesting, I, I think, um, who the competitors are for the quarterbacks. And – I think there's a lot of them, man. I, I think, mm-hmm. I think you go. I mean, be. I think six quarterbacks go in the top twenty, twenty-five, right? Possibly. It's going to be really interesting to watch because the other part that you don't want to forget about is Washington has thirty-six and forty, and I, I think both those spots are going to be. Huge for this organization. Quarterbacks above all else at number two, but I think you need a I think you need a tackle and a pass rusher there. Yeah. And you got uh, you got to be a BPA team. I understand that, but like you really need starting caliber tackles and DNs because yeah. you don't have it. I'm with that. All right. Um, I want to alert you guys to a, a few things. One, um, I got to talk to Rick Spielman. Yesterday, Rick Spielman obviously was part of the commander's search team that landed Adam Peters and Dan Quinn. You're going to hear from Rick Spielman here on the program. I think we play that at 1230 landfill. Um, there's also, so I'm on Radio Row, and this is, the combine is definitely not Vegas, but it, it is a little buzzier today. There's a, there's a gentleman in a tuxedo walking around giving out food. Um, if he comes over here, I might try to put him on the air. Um, all right, now there's a, a lady. Who is he? I don't know. Um, they've got, like, people following them. Um, I don't know. Maybe I get my best. Yeah, what is it about? Oh, are they giving out the shrimp? Oh, boy. I'm going oh. to eat one of these well, shrimp live on the when is he air. coming to put a place in uh, here, in uh, D.C.? Benny, see if you can get her to come over here, please. Yeah, we, um, we, we will definitely uh, partake in their – their restaurant. Come on. All right. So everybody understands St. Elmo's is very famous for the shrimp cocktail. If you don't they bring have, uh, Sean some cocktail sauce, you'll be in trouble. You want me to bring you some? Sean. Yancey. Oh, yeah, I will. I, I might. All right. Here we go. 
Hello. Thank you very much. So I'm live on the radio in Washington, D.C. right now. Um, here, you want, you, can, uh, you want to say hi to everybody? Um, I don't know if that's picking up. I hear Sorry. Hey. Okay, you heard her? Okay. Um, I may have turned that mic down. There we go. Can you? So this is fresh. How much horseradish do you guys put in this thing? I can't tell you that. It's a lot, though. It's enough to make you cry. Dude, so <laughs> I had this last night at Harry and Izzy's, oh, and I, I only got the four-piece, and I did fine, but the last one, I started to tear up. Because the one that's at the bottom with all the sauce in it, marinates. yeah, it really gets to you. That's um, marinating for you. What's your name? Jessica. Jessica, thank you very much for bringing this around. Hey, you're welcome. Okay. I'm going to leave until you eat it. Oh, great. I um, see this. Well, hold on. Ben Standig's going first. All right. Oh, I'm going to take this. Sorry. He's going to tear up. Standig is getting ready. Do you like hot stuff? No. I, I love I, hot stuff. I sweat like Patrick Ewing in the fourth quarter. With you sweat if you don't eat hot good. stuff, Ben. Yeah, you're kind of a sweaty about. dude anyway. <laughs> okay, we don't need to broadcast that. But, yes, this is only going to make it worse. Are you going to film this, too? I am going to film this. Oh, my God. All right, All right here now, goes Ben. Now I'm on the clock. One bite. Everybody knows the rules. Standig has eaten it and is currently chewing. And he's sweating oh, already. How, how you feeling, Benny? <laughs> how you doing, Benny? It's quite hot. You all right, bud? Mm-hmm. Still chewing? Mm-hmm. He sounded like a little kid. Mm-hmm. And he did something wrong. <laughs> He's coughing now. <laughs> you going to make it, pal? <laughs> oh, my Lord. B-Mitch wants to know if you like it. He's soft as cotton. Yes, but <laughs> my sinuses are clean, unclogged. Here, put this headset on. That'll be a lot easier than me holding it. Um, All right. Now I suppose it is my turn. Yeah. Um, all right. Are we almost at a break in case this thing goes sideways? Uh, um, yeah, we got about two minutes. All right. I'm going to take the whole bite here. Um, all right. This is covered. Uh, I'll, I'll put a picture up. Actually, can you, you – how about you video me, Benny? And you can provide play-by-play here if you'd like. <laughs> um, Landfill, how do you think this is going to go, buddy? Uh, I don't think it's going to go great for you. Well, and this is an audio medium, so they're not going to be able to see my reaction. But here goes nothing. St. Elmo's Shrimp live on the air. I, I will try to uh, narrate here, kid. The, the bite is down. He's chewing. It's very, very hot. Oh, Bob. Oh, Lord, he's already complaining. I'm all right. Look, I'm he's all a, right. He's able to talk so I'm far. That's I'm not right. bad. I'm all right. I'm all right. God damn. Um, okay, <laughs> his eyes just bulge. Like he's in like he's in like a horror movie. I think I'm I think I'm through the dark part here. I think I'm I think I'm no, the other side. The dark part comes later tonight. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jessica. That was great. Enjoy. Um, if you okay, if you've never been to Indy, it's the uh, St. Elmo shrimp that that really gets you. Um, all right, I think I made it. Landville, how'd I do? That's a lot of horseradish, man. That's a lot. You kind of sounded like a like a seal there for a minute or two. Play that audio back for me. Let me let me see. Just I'll uh, I'll, I'll get it. I'm sure we'll, you will. We'll have it for you. We definitely will. I am sure you guys will. B, I think I did pretty good. You did, I. Right. Um, I'll be honest. I think yours had a little more on it than mine did. Oh, I'm the tears are real right now. You would have thought I just watched uh, the end of Bambi. On my eyes are watering so much. <laughs> um, that was good though. I mean, the shrimp—they give you big boy shrimp. They're not like the little guys. Right. They're legit. That—that's the—that's the thing. It's the, the piece of shrimp is pretty huge. Yeah, it's so, like meaty. Man, like, just eat the shrimp and stop all that whining. We ate it. 
We did. Sitting by how hot it is. Y'all little wussies. Look, I'm a, I'm a Jewish kid from Maryland, not a football, <laughs> football player from Louisiana. What do you want from me? Hey, just eat the food. Um, Ben, since we have you. Eat the cake. <laughs> what do you make of – I don't even feel like doing the Schefter-Harris thing. Do you want to do that? No. Okay. Um, what do you make of where they are in their process for the number two pick? Do you think they're anywhere close to the finish line? Because I frankly don't. I do not. I think that this entire the, – the thing about this Harris regime is that they are exploring everything. Not only is it, I think, part of, like, what he wants from his uh, people, but they're also – it's all new. Like, he is a first-time NFL owner. Adam Peters is a first-time GM. Um, he's not worked with Dan Quinn before. They only all got together fairly recently. So, you know, I think they are going through – the process and while everybody else may have definitive answer that they want drake may or trade up for caleb williams or whatever i think they are trying to figure out what makes sense so no i don't think they've landed on anything in particular and i even think i think overwhelmingly them drafting a kid at two is how they're going to do it but i don't think it's definitive like if they if we get to two weeks from now and they sign a veteran and trade the pick like i i I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked. I think all options truly are still on the table. Well, and uh, spoiler, like I'm, I'm writing something about this for The Athletic. Probably will be up either later today or tomorrow. And look, the quarterback is the most important position. We all get that. There's no doubt. And this franchise hasn't had steady play from that spot for, you know, 30 years. But that said, the whole roster needs help. And... It is a huge Just like your throat need help. That, that still gets you right there. We're going to give Ben a little break. Um, He's struggling, though. He is struggling. You're going to hear from Rick Spielman when we return. You're listening to B. Mitchell Fitness. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Bet the NBA with a no-sweat, same-game parlay from FanDuel. Every Thursday with TNT Thursday. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win on any NBA or TNT game. NBA NBA same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance to score a bigger payday. Listen, I'm looking at this uh, same-game parlay right here. Victor Wimbanyama to get 20-plus points. Chet Holmgren to get 20-plus. Shea Gilgis, Alexandra, eight uh, assists. And Trey Jones, eight assists. Put down 100 bucks. It'll pay me $17.91. All right? That's what I'm looking to get. I'm not doing the $10. I'm going 100 I had to put the two zeros behind my one. However you want to play, just head to FanDuel.com slash Brian to bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay with TNT Thursdays. That's FanDuel.com slash Brian. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia. Minimum three legs uh, parlay required. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet, which expires seven days after receipt. Max refund is $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is. I love that band. Um, all right, you're going to hear from Rick Spielman in just a minute here. Uh, Brad Spielberger, who joins us all the time and is all over the station, is walking around. Shout out to Brad. Um, I just got a tweet that is hysterical that I got to read to you, Brian. Um. Yesterday, when the FedEx pulling out of the name game business story kind of broke, I posted a few of my thoughts on social media, and I just got a reply 
from, of all people, former Virginia Governor George Allen. And he said maybe they could get American Standard or Kohler to pay for the naming rights for the stadium. And I think that's really funny because those are, best I could tell, toilet companies. And I just thought that was really, really funny. Um, And I I know George a little bit. I'm not sure how much his brother likes me, but I think George likes me, and I think he's funny. And maybe, since Glenn Youngkin won't ever come on with us, we'll get George Allen. That'd be fun. Um, Who did come on with us is Rick Spielman, former former Vikings general manager for a number of years and was involved in the search to land Adam Peters and Dan Quinn. Let's hear from Rick Spielman. Excited to talk to former Vikings GM Rick Spielman. Of course, you should check out the first pick podcast that he does. Um, Rick, what do you make of the combine so far? A lot of talk is going to be about these quarterbacks, but you've got all these other position groups, all these other kids coming. What do you make of this draft class? Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a very strong draft class, and it is because of the top three quarterbacks in this class. And usually when you have this caliber of quarterback class, it makes it very exciting. But if you go down and look at all the positions, the receiver group, especially the size of all these guys last year, you know, I don't think we see a receiver go till late in the first round. Later in the first round, you saw four go off the board. You can see as many as four or five go earlier than that this year. So the, the corners, uh, I'm excited to see these guys work out. Four or five corners, but there's not anyone that's really a clear-cut number one corner. I think a lot will be depend on the scheme that these defenses are running. Do you bump the Bama kid Kool-Aid up your list of corners because his name is Kool-Aid? Because I would. <laughs> if it was Tang, I would. <laughs> but right. I was a better Tang fan gotcha. than Kool-Aid gotcha. fan growing up. That's fair. <laughs> um, you've talked about Caleb Williams. You think he's a really special player. Jaden Daniels, Drake May. Can you just tell us kind of your thoughts on each of those fellas? Yeah, I think Caleb is pretty unique in his playmaking ability, especially outside the pocket. His arm talent, uh, his ability to create on his own. Leads, needs, just like all these guys, to be a little bit more patient in the pocket. The one thing that really stood out to me is when I watched that first half of the Notre Dame game, which was probably his worst game that I've seen, and then he actually came back in the second half and played really well. So that told me, even though he played poorly in the first half, that he can get through adversity and come back and perform. Drake May probably did not play as well this year. I don't think he had the same offensive line, same weapons around him. Biggest knock on him was probably just forcing the ball too much. But there's no question about his unique talent as a thrower and for his size and length. His athleticism, I think, is underrated. And then Jaden Daniels may be, if you looked at him before this year, you'd probably say third or fourth round guy. But one of those risers that all of a sudden became potentially a top three pick I don't think there is anyone as athletic as him when he has a ball in his hands as a runner. He's improved as a passer, especially down the field with his accuracy. So it'll be interesting to see how all this unfolds uh, as we go through the pre-draft process. It really will. I think I think anyway that it's going to be Caleb at one. I think Chicago ends up taking him, and I think that leaves Washington with a really big decision at number two. You've been in that chair. You, you've turned the card in. If you were sitting there at number two and it's Daniels or May, which way would you go? I would go with the way Adam and DQ are going to go. <laughs> Whatever way that is. Whatever way that is. Um, and the problem is right now we're not going to know everything that the teams know. We're not going to have all these psychological testing. We're not sitting in these private meetings right now. So a lot of times when I'm on this side of it, All you're doing is projecting on what you know, but you don't have that same type of information that teams are going to have 
that will never become public. And how they plan on using them or what kind of relationship they have with somebody along the way. Like there are, there's a million little pieces of context to these sorts of decisions. Yeah, that you don't, like I said, the media will never know. Like I can know something. They can tell me if they want. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it's amazing on, not on these kids, but just in general, you can get something in their background. Uh, okay, there was an issue he had with the law in high school. Well, then you have to bring it up to the owner. This may come out once he gets drafted. Uh, there may be a medical condition that I remember coming into the combine thinking the guy's perfectly healthy and then he goes through the physicals here and he has a heart condition and then our doctors take him off the board. So there are so many different things that can happen between the combine and when actually draft comes around with all the information that we will never know out in the public. Well, I mean, for Commanders fans, if you think about Montez Sweat, whenever that was four or five years ago, kind of slipped because here in Indy, they found a heart issue. Right. And it ended up being fine. I mean, he's had a great, certainly a great year this past year with the Bears. Um, but you worked with Josh Harris on finding Adam Peters and, and Dan Quinn. Um, is your role there kind of, are you done now that they've found yeah. everything? Yeah. How does it feel like that process went? No, I was very excited to be a part of the process. And the thing that I really enjoyed is I learned a lot from being a part of the process, um, you know, interviewing all these GM candidates and how teams do things differently, uh, you know, interviewing all the coaches and different ways they approach things. And there was no question in my mind now, as I told Josh and I told Adam, you have to pick the best coach for you. I knew that Adam, even though there was a lot of great GM candidates, he was clearly cut, in my opinion, the number one candidate, just with his track record and his personnel background and his knowledge of total football operations. First time GM, so he's going to have to learn and grow into the job, but there's no question he was ready for that opportunity. And I think the marriage, if you want to put it that way, between Dan Quinn and Adam Peters with Josh, I think will be a great combination for the Washington Commanders. Yeah, I think it's it, they kind of hit the ground running because you've got Peters, to me, seems fairly subdued, not quite introverted, but like he, he's not, he's not going to be out and about shouting. And then Quinn is a blast of energy kind of at all times. And I, and I think that combination helps you immediately and allows them to grow. Yeah, no, two different personalities, right. but the one thing that stuck out, they both want to do everything together. And it's not an Adam decision or a DQ decision, it's what's best for the commanders. And when you can get a pair working together like that, taking out any ego, which neither of them have, and putting the team forward and what's best for the commanders going forward, that's when you have a, the best chance to have success. For sure. A um, little bit of news this morning. The NFLPA put out their annual survey of players of how players rank facilities and, and food at the facility, all sorts of stuff. And the commanders came in dead last for the second year in a row. I know, I believe anyway, that most of that is kind of prior to Harris taking over. But you know how important facilities are and taking care of players and what that can mean to the whole organization, taking care of their families. Do you believe that the Josh Harris group will get that turned around? I, no question in my mind. And I know Josh just took, oh, he hadn't been there a year yet right. as the owner. So, and that takes time, but you just don't like pop up a new building or pop up a new stadium or do this, that, you know, when I was in Minnesota, I was there for 16, 17 years and it was time before we got a new stadium. Then right after that, the new facility came but that doesn't happen overnight. But I know Josh Harris wants to be known as having the ownership of the Washington Commanders and making it as first class as possible. And I know that he'll do everything he can to make that happen.
in, in your experience running teams, when what does it mean to take care of players' families? I think it's huge because when they have issues at home or you don't provide them the support that they need, then it affects them on the field. So we always took pride at the Minnesota Vikings is having the resources necessary not only for the players and the coaches, but everybody in that front office. But more importantly, if you're having an issue with your family, um, who do you go to? And the Wolf family who owned the Minnesota Vikings really took that serious to make sure that we had every resource available, not only to the players and coaches, but their families and the entire building on being able to reach out to someone if you have to deal with unfortunate, some kind of yeah. crisis management or some type of adversity, but there's no reason why not to have that in your building. I think a lot of times fans that aren't in the in the pro football world don't realize these are just people that have regular problems like everybody else. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just real life. Yeah, no. <laughs> what you don't realize is I know these guys are performing on the field, but let's say they have a bad game or they're going through an injury, uh, which could be devastating to some of these guys. How do you? They handle that. How do their families handle that? I mean, I, I remember just personally, um, if we didn't take a player the fans thought we should take in the draft, well, all of a sudden everybody's attacking my kids on social media or my wife trying to go to the grocery store. What the heck is your husband thinking? You know, so that's the world we live in right now. And you have to be very callous because you're trying to make the best decisions you can. But to have the resources there, if someone, you know, I'll never forget my daughter crying one night when we didn't take, I'm not going to name the player, and we took another player, and how she got beat up on social media. So those are things that I think the fans don't realize out there because it's such a high-profile job, whether you're in the front office, whether you're a coach, whether you're a player, that they have feelings too. And you, you get callous to it the longer you're in the business, but also everybody has the same issues out there. And I know one of the big initiatives uh, and one that we took very seriously was mental health. And if there are, it's okay if you're having an issue that you don't have to be a manly man to handle it yourself. There are people that are professionals out there, and not only in the NFL, but anyone that have mental health issues, go out and get the help you need. It's not a sign of weakness. To me, it's a sign of strength. I, I agree with you, and here's a message for the nerds on Twitter. Um, this man drafted Steph Diggs late and then was smart enough to flip him for Justin Jefferson, so you don't know what you're talking about. Thank you for the time, dude. Thank you. I love sending messages to the nerds it's on Twitter. All dude. the things I always say, you got Rick to say it. Now you believe in it. Um, I believe you. I, I, thought, I thought it was interesting to talk to Rick because he was in the process that landed Peters and Quinn. You know what I mean? Like, the, like they clearly value his opinion. So in turn, I value his opinion. What you I know thought, what I mean? But what I thought about since you had, you had asked the question that 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 Pete, that Spielman was no longer uh, basically being a consultant in a sense. Mm-hmm. Spielman does football commentating, right? And he he may be a consultant for a lot of teams. At this point, he can't be with one guy all the time. You know what I mean? Like if I'm doing a, if I'm consulting for Dan for uh oh boy I'm gonna say that uh for, for Josh Harris <laughs> get everybody if, all worked if up. I'm consulting for Josh Harris then how do I go on the radio and bash uh, and say something negative about another owner you know or praise Washington when in a situation when they shouldn't be so I think that's part of the issue right there because think about it 
Myers is a basketball guy. He can say what the hell he want to say. Right. Yeah. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah. Um, here's what we're going to do. Phone lines open at 1 o'clock for Bleep You Thursday. Nobody go anywhere. Hot, hot damn. So, B, I, I definitely heard what you were talking about. That, what? The end of that Rick Spielman interview, my voice kind of was shot. Yeah. Um, I think I'm packing business, though. Although the airplane probably ain't going to help. But whatever. I'm ready to get home. Um, You're back. I, wanted, I wanted to run through a couple things because I saw some of these guys' agents out and about over the last few weeks. And you could tell – over the last few days, rather. And you could tell who uh, who is the hot – free agents based on like the people that are going up to their agents uh-huh. and the folks that are representing uh maybe mike evans and oh yeah chris chris jones chris is def- i mean mike <laughs> is definitely one of the guys chris oh yeah so but he's probably going back to kansas City. well it, it's interesting because the chiefs have put the tag on sneed so if they're going to get a deal done with Jones, they're going to get a deal done. But they put a tag the on him. Did they also gave him permission days. to go seek a trade? I think that's generally part of the tag. But yeah, um, so it, they it, they can know exactly what they have to pay him. They right. let him go do the work. They don't have to do it. But dude, free Our agency offic- officially, you can be talking to people in ten days. Yeah. So it's coming. Like the clock is ticking. Um, I think Chris Jones by far the most important player available. Um, I'm looking at this list from NFL.com. They got Kirk second. You think Kirk stays in mini? I think so because O'Connell O'Connell likes him. So I, I think that happens. He's also been playing quite well there. I just wonder if that thing doesn't come down to money. If they're like, yo, we're not going to pay you as much as you want. Are you still down to stay here? I don't know. I, the the injury and the age are just interesting factors on that. Yeah, but if I'm still playing, you know what? I still want to get what I can get. I'm asking for the for – the, for, I'm going to shoot for the stars. Yeah, I get I it. I may end up on the moon, but I'm shooting for the stars. But, like, here's my thing. We're talking about NFL free agents. I don't think Chris Jones makes it to free agency. I think they get a deal done. I don't know about Kirk, but that is such a unique situation with a quarterback like that. Uh-huh. Um, Josh Allen, it kind of seems like will get to free agency, and that is every time you say Josh Allen, I got to catch myself. <laughs> I'm talking about the Jags yeah. pass rusher, not the Bills quarterback. That Josh Allen for Buffalo will not make it to free agency. Nah, quick, quick update: um, Burns, I think they already put a tag on. Sneed sounds like they're going to tag. So if you're looking at like the top ten free agents, the guys that are going to command big, big money. Um, the, the guys that will actually get to the market, I think, is a little interesting. I think Allen could. I think Wilkins could from Miami, who's a really good D-tackle. But Washington ain't paying for a really good D-tackle. They're already paying two really good D-tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, Sneed would help them, but I don't think they're going for it. I don't think he'll get to the market. Um, Matabuke from Baltimore, I believe, and maybe you guys heard, I, I believe DaCosta said we're going to get a deal done. If not, we'll tag him. I believe that was said. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe we get Matt Valdez from the uh, Towson Times on the case. Um, this one, I, I, I'm interested. There's two guys that I find interesting, Brian, at, in free agency, knowing that we're not expecting them to be major players in free agency. I, I recognize that. And maybe you want – maybe you value getting Cam Curl 
back ahead of the name I'm going to present. Antoine Winfield Jr. down mm-hmm. in Tampa is a baller, man. He makes plays all over the field. I, I, I'm kind of surprised if he actually gets to free agency. But, I mean, I like Cam a lot. Cam doesn't have an interception since his rookie year. Like, Cam is a really – he's a good player. He helps your team. He's a solid tackler, especially in space. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a real skill. But he, he has not made game-changing plays in, in most of his career. Winfield has. And I think, like, Winfield to me is going to command kind of top-of-market money. If, if yeah, he will. Isn't he a little small? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's short, but he's, he's – I think they list him at 5'9", 5'10". Okay. I'm looking – they list him 5'9", 203. Okay. Um, a little stocky. Yeah, but, I mean, he's he's missed six games in four years. Like, he played all 17 last year. Yeah. Um, but, I, like, the thing about the interceptions with Cam, they don't use him like that. They use him more as that linebacker dude close to the line. Yeah, I, I, I think Cam's a good player. I guess my point would be – here would be my question on that, right? Would you rather sign Cam at 14 mil a year or pay up for Winfield? And not saying they're the same player, same position, but you're not going to pay both these dudes. Like, it, would you rather sign Cam at 14 or say you got to pay 18 for Winfield? I'll take 14 at Cam because I, I just think it's something for when you bring a guy into an organization like a guy like Cam – and he builds himself up to that, and he's paid there, it does something for the organization. See, sure. we, we paid John. We paid uh, uh, De- Deron, okay? Uh, we, we Terry got taken care of. Seven-round pick, go get paid? That does a wonder for you. Now everybody believes I ball out, I can get it done. So guess what? They may ball out and not get it done, but if they all balling out, your team's better. Sure. Um, I, I hear that. I just wonder, like, to me, it, it becomes like a pot committed thing. Like if you're going to spend, if you're going to spend $85, spend a hundred and get exactly what you want. But I don't know that exactly what they want, but is, what, is applicable. It comes situation. down to wit and Quinn. What do they think they can do with a cam curl? Well, and those guys are really good at working with DBs, and maybe they got their own plans in place. I, yeah. it, it, that, that's going to be the fun stuff to watch. What else is going to be fun is Bleep You Thursday. That's right. Phone lines are open, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. Who has wronged you? Who has annoyed you? What has impeded your progress in life? Taking your calls next. I got a feeling a lot of people might be kind of grumpy with Adam Schefter waking up and choosing violence against the city of D.C. <laughs> this morning. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. I was richer. I'd still be with her. That's right. It is a bleep you Thursday on B. Mitchell Finley. Phone lines are open. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. I'm going to start bleeping myself. Not that way. Jeff, get your head out of the gutter. Uh, I messed up. My flight is earlier than I thought. I got about 10 minutes left, and then I got to pack up my bag and go to the airport. So before you guys can make fun of me, I'm going to make fun of myself. I'm going to try to take the uh, take the the high road. Is that the right? Is that Am I taking the high road? Prop, that's not being used properly. 
Yeah, I don't know what it is. But uh, I'm believing myself, B. I'm starting there, okay? That's how we're starting this thing. You know what I've learned? I'm going to land at Dulles Airport at 4.30. You know what's going to happen? It's going to take me at least an hour to get over the American Legion Bridge. I mean, you want poor planning. That is poor planning. You'll be all right. right. Don't worry about it. B, if there's anything I know is how long it takes to get from Dulles to my home at that time of day for 10 years driving home from Ashburn and the the Tysons to the Claire Barton exit is going to take me. Why did you make the thing so close like that anyway? Because I'm an idiot, B. I don't know. I messed something up. You could have just hung around to like 4 or 5, come in, then the traffic is gone. I think I got the latest nonstop, and I don't like stopping. I don't like connectors. Connectors are bad news, bad for business. Uh, what's good for business is Jay on line one. Jay, who you mad what at? What Jay? Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, B-Mitch? Tell him, man. What's up, JP? How you doing, dude? Hey, look, man. I got to bleep you, first of all, to you, JP. Great. Because you, again, I always tell you, I met you out at the camp this year. Man, you took pictures with my son that we always talk about. When you talk about how I go to them. But you're a sneakerhead, bro. You're a sneakerhead. All right? I got a special bleep for Nike, man. They Uh-oh. dropped them purple foam posits today, them eggplants, man. The eggplants. And y'all right down there by the Nat Stadium. I was at somewhere on, that's the name of the store, somewhere. On First Street, we was in line for the purple foam posit. The store knew they only had like forty shoes. <laughs> it's a it's a hundred and ten ninjas out there. <laughs> <laughs> Just come out there and say, "Hey guys, look! If you're not in this first forty people, look, this is what we got, man." But they sit there and they let us sit out there. I promise you. I was the second to the last one to come to the window, and she said, we don't have any more 11s. No more 10s, nothing under 6s and 7s is all we got. Wow. You should have been came and told us this. Adam rode to every store. Shout out to my man, Chop, out of Chillum Station, Southeast Station, WGL. He got me a pair. That's the only reason that I was able to get mine. But I got to bleep you for Nike. They keep dropping these shoes out in small quantities. And got us over here fighting like piranhas in a fish tank over a piece of old steak, man. And I blame you, JP. Because <laughs> you could have came out of your office right across the street. I'm in Indiana, dude. I'm in Indiana. <laughs> all right, all right. So I give you that one. You're off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's a great call. I'm glad you got was, the phones up. I was wondering where the hell JP got into this thing at. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Appreciate you, Jay. Um, I have seen the foams are all over social media today, the purple. Uh, that's why. I, I can because see Jeff they, wearing those. They, that's why, because they're making everybody sit in line. Um, phone lines are open, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. Um, I have a little bit of a bleep you for somebody. Remember I was supposed to go to the Butler game last night? Yeah, you didn't? I bought the tickets, and the, the damn app that I used to buy the tickets, something went wrong. And they replied to me. They didn't reply, didn't reply. I finally got a, uh, somebody replied to me at 930. Well, the game tipped off at 830, so clearly I didn't go. Kind of amazing um, that every time something happened with you, it's somebody else's fault. Dude, they, I got an email from them this morning. They're like, hey, man, we'll give you full refund. We're sorry. Oh, that's so that, cool. But, that, I mean, but you're the common denominator, well, but, Jay. You're the common denominator in all that stuff you deal with. I, 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 
You're right. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that answer is. Um, I don't know. But bleep you to the app, but, like, only a half bleep you because they at least refunded me and I don't have to fight with them. Oh, you got your money back, so you're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I did want to go see Hinkle Fieldhouse maybe next time. I've been to Indy 100 times. This was my time and didn't happen. Um, I, I want to open it up to the boys in the aquarium if, if anybody has wronged them, if they're mad about anything. Man, Landfield mad every damn day. Hell. He's very mad at Josh Harris. <laughs> He's mad at every damn thing. You know how he is. I'm uh, I'm a very happy person, Beamich. No, you're not. I got to say bleep you to Beamich for falsely accusing me of being unhappy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jeffrey, you I'll good? Take that. I'll take that. I'm good, man. I don't got no bleeps for no one. All right. Good. Let's get back to the phones. Um, I'm going to say goodbye here, boys, because I got to get moving to this aeropuerto. Uh, Christopher is in PG. Who you mad at, Chris? Good at, good afternoon, Mr. Mitchell. Good afternoon, Mr. Finley, on your way to the airport. What's up? Everybody who has one of those bumper stickers on their cars that says, caution new drivers, bleep you to every one of them. There's no way possible in the DMV that 90 million people got are brand new drivers, <laughs> especially when they get on the beltway and can't drive anyway. If you're a new driver, get off the road. If you're not a new driver, take that bumper sticker off. Nobody believes you, and nobody's going to drive any softer because you have that bumper sticker on the back of your car. You I'm a, out. You got a point there, Chris. He's not lying. Nobody's going to care. So that's how it goes sometimes, man. You just got to go out there, you figure it out, and you see if you are out there, you're a new driver, we understand. But, hey, what are they supposed to do, slow down? I never noticed those Drive things. Drive the speed limit. I never noticed those things until a couple years ago. I think people just use them because they're bad drivers and they don't want to get honked at. Maybe. You, you know, let me tell you the crazy thing about that? Whenever you see that, you know, I, I look at people in their cars. Whenever I see that sticker. It's never a kid. The person is always at least 40 and over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they try to get you to take care of them and don't make them have to rush. That's what that is. But we're going to look, man. Let's continue on with these calls. You know, I do it a little different than JP. I try to get everybody. Let's go to Jonesy. What's up, Jonesy? How you doing, brother? Hey, hey, B-Mitch, what's going on? Man, I got a couple of bleep views here. Okay, the first one is to the juggle who couldn't, who couldn't get my chicken biscuit right at Chick-fil-A yesterday. Five times to make one plain sandwich. Chicken, biscuit. That's it. Nothing on <laughs> I kept getting it with bacon. I got ba- bacon and eggs. Bacon, egg, and cheese, bacon, and grits. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> What's going on here? Okay, that's that joke. Got them out the way. Bleep you. Getting it wrong, chicken dude. Heck, I got it. What's his name? Um, when we did the, uh, the, the, the 980 versus 106.7 thing. Uh-huh. Man, my, my man Valdez was cool. But what's that other guy's name? Drag. Drag. <laughs>
I got. All right, cool. What do you call drinks? <laughs> oh, oh man, draft taking all the strap, the strap though. All right, let's go to uh, Crofton and check out uh, Scott. What's up, Scott? How you doing, man? What's up, B Mitch? What's up, brother? All right, so uh, I won't name names, but a um, speaking of damn apps. Uh, a very well-known betting app that some of you in there may be familiar with. Uh, I put in a futures bet about three months ago for John Rahm winning majors. He went over to live. They took the bet down and did not refund my money. So uh, I, I got a little bit of an issue with them. So uh, bleep them and every. Uh, Have you talked to anybody? Is, what, what's their uh, What's their reasoning behind that? Uh, well, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. They conveniently do not have a customer service phone number, and when you email them, they will not email you back. So I don't know if you have any contacts with them, but, uh, you know, they're not great. So thank you, though. <laughs> All right, brother. Oh, uh, well, uh, I don't know how to address that one. Uh, how should I address that, Landfill? Uh, probably not getting that money back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope yeah. you do, but it don't sound yeah, too I, promising. I, 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 don't, don't, don't go to Vegas and mess with those people out there, though, because uh, you might not come back. Let's go to B in D.C. What's up, B? B, Mitch, what's good? Hey, look, real quick, I got to bleep you for the NFL for putting Devin Hester in the Hall of Fame before my man B. Mitch. Somebody make that make sense. Real quick, I was listening to ESPN Chicago, uh-huh. and they was um, you know, they was just talking about Hester making the um Hall of Fame that day, and then the guys, there's some OGs in there. These guys was like, there's no way in the world their own man should have made it in before B. Mitch. I don't know what you did to the Chicago Bears, B. Mitch, but you got a lot of respect up there in the shop for real. Oh, so yeah, that's all I wanted to really? say, man. Uh, that's cool. You know what? Yeah, they they was talking. B. Mitch, they was talking good about you. They was like. Devin Hester can't even sit in the same room as B. Mitch. I mean, this guy went seven seasons without scoring a touchdown. Make this make sense, man. I'm out. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, listen, man. Hey, I think he belongs in there, though, so it's no issue. It happened one day, and we're going to do a bike ride, me and Landfill, from here to uh, Canton. I thought you said if I make it, you're going to go ride with me. No, nah, I'll be the guy in the car that follows behind <laughs> in case they need like, water or anything. <laughs> need a tire repair. Uh, I'll hey, do that for you. Hey, Derek, uh, Derek, I like what Derek is going because I think I'm going to do the same thing here because I, I did not like what happened last night as well. What's up, D? Hey, B. Mitch, what's happening, player? I'm good, brother. Man, I'm going to beat the whole Los Angeles Clippers organization. Man, I had a Sam pick last night and they, oh, they messed it up. So, please, the whole Los Angeles Clippers organization. I'm with you on that, man, because they were killing. The Lakers they early, them, and then they was killing them. LeBron outscored the whole damn team in the in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, I said, you know what? I went on the bed after that. You know what I'm saying? So, please, the Los Angeles Clippers, y'all have a good one up there. All right, man, appreciate it. <laughs> Anyone of y'all got a bleep you? Well, Lanford, you have a bleep you every day you wake up. Yeah, but my bleep you was for for you for saying I I'm always mad. Uh, yeah, but I I'm, I. And I, then my other bleep you is for JP. I knew you had another one. Because I'm pretty sure he confused time zones. Yeah, he, but still, he said he said flight. He thought it was at 350, but it's at 250. Right. Actually, it's 1216 right now, and that airport is not very far from downtown. So he didn't have to leave right then and there. Because when we're done, it's one o'clock. But if he has a, a a car to take back, maybe it. But see, 
Jay just don't know how to plan things. Beep, beep, beep. Here come the bus. I'm ready to throw somebody under it. Why is it that all the time when JP have to travel, whether it's coming back here or leaving or it's a three-day it's early weekend, or something, huh? he always got to get off the air early. Hey, man. Hey. That's <laughs> we, Jay, bro. We got to check in. Yeah, he, he, make, he make those, uh, you know, he, he, he conveniently do things. It's very convenient. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't know, man. It happens all the time. All right, let's go to Jera on uh, let's go line one. To Jera, what's up, man? Hey, listen, Brian. Uh, first of all, hearing Jonesy's voice back there, that just brought back memories. Doesn't he realize that they thought he was ordering the kids' meal? First of all, they probably didn't even know Jonesy had enough money. I wonder where his damn parent was, that little bastard. And the other thing is this. What the hell is Finley uh can't he just fly his own ass home with his ears? Just catch the wind, man, and just fly home. Hey, listen, I got to go. Y'all have a great weekend. All right, man. You. T- <laughs> oh, man. JP, bro, listen. Leave it. When he leaves early, it just comes at him even more. You know? But let, let's just think about it, though. He has a million different things that go wrong, and he blames everybody else. But there is a, such a thing as the common denominator effect. And I think it's him. CDE. You know, it's always JP. It's never nobody's fault. It's him. Let's go to Lanham and check out Mike. Mike, what's your bleep you? My bleep you is I should have I listened to you guys about buying doors. I bought a door from a home improvement store that begins with an L. The name begins with an L. I ordered them in October. And I still don't have them installed yet. Wait, 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 wait. You ordered them in October? In October. Well, you know, they did have like a, a back a backlog on some doors for a while, but I thought that was like a little, about nine months ago or something. B. Mitch, these ain't fancy doors. <laughs> <laughs> they, not, they not fancy doors. Oh, oh, man, the customer service is horrible, man. Hey, man. Paul Henry's window insulation. They do doors. Hey, I, I they do know, doors as well. I'll better next time. Hey, I'll yeah. better next time. Jump on it, baby. Appreciate you, man. All right. Thank you, man. All right. You know who Paul bleeping? Mike, for not calling him first. What I always say, if Paul do it for you, it's going to be done right the first time. You don't have to worry about doing anything else. But, hey, he went to the other people. Hey, if you want that thing to get fixed right, though, make sure you reach out to Paul and his people over there at the Paul Hughes Wind Installation in Winchester. All right, we're going to take us a quick break here, and we get back. Peter Rosenberg is going to join us. I'm going to just get Peter's take on what he thinks about the draft. Uh, did it bother him that uh, Josh Harris was in the in the room? You know, it started off a little bit. It was a little troubling early on. But 80% of the people don't give a damn. They say, what? It's no problem. Landfill, you're losing it on this one. Be Mr. Finley, 106.7 The Fan. We'll be back. Be Mr. Finley. 1067 The Fan. Be Mitchell Finley is brought to you by Rude HVAC Equipment. Head over to Rude.com to find your contractor near you and available tax credits and rebates. That's R-U-U-D. And remember, if it ain't rude, it ain't right. Um, I just got a text from Landfill about the Wizards, but uh, I'm going to wait till later and ask Peter about this. But uh, join us now, Peter Rosenberg, King of New York. What's up, Pete? How you doing, brother? Oh, God, I hope you're not about to ask me about the Wizards. Well, I, it's not nothing that you would uh, have to know. It's not that you got to reach very 
I just want to, I'm actually, I'm going to throw it out there. So Lanford sent this to me. It said, with the loss tonight, the Washington Wizards will become just the 15th team in NBA history to go a whole month without winning a game. And if it wasn't a leap year, they would have been already accomplished that. Wait. Yeah, they wow. have, they're already 11 going into the ninth game. Wow. It's not I good. mean, it, honestly, the conversation to start having, really, is, like, where do the Wizards rank among the worst franchises in league history? And and then maybe even a conversation about where do they rank in worst franchises in all of sports? Yeah, it would be because, I mean, I know we, like I said, I said this uh, last year when Josh Harris finally took over uh, the, the commanders. I said there were a lot of people in this town who walked around with their chest poked out when you had Dan Snyder running things here. Now people are going to have to show up and produce. And I believe that that team right there is one of those teams where you can't use that excuse anymore because at this point, we you might be the worst in the town. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's no longer an excuse or that freebie – like, coaches coming in now, oh, you can't say, oh, he had to deal with Dan. No, that's no longer there. You got you to gotta yeah. live up to your hype now. Yeah, no, it's, it's exactly right, man. I just I feel bad for the, the, the few and faithful Wizards fans who have been around forever and been through all the teases of when you thought it was going to be something, you know, whether it was the Jordan era um, or, you know, even the Gill era, which had, like, moments of, like, oh, are we about to be something here? And the the playoff runs against the Cavaliers, et cetera. But then when the dust settles, this is a team that is just frankly never good. They're never – they're really never in relevant playoff conversation, which in the NBA is something, B-Mitch. Yeah. To, to not be in playoff conversation in the NBA, you know, that that's effort right there to be that bad. Yeah. And, and now they may move on top of it. It's nasty business down there. All right, well, we had Adam Schefter wake up this morning, and he uh, started a little – I guess a little hype, a little hoopla here in this town where he basically came out and he said that Josh Harris uh, had, he said, participated in the interviews of the, all the top quarterbacks. But the story has been uh, edited to where Josh Harris sat in while other people were asking questions. He Again, he, he said earlier this year that he wanted to, you know, find out exactly how things go. You spend $6 billion, I think you have that right. Does it trouble you that he was sitting in the interviews? No, no, it doesn't. I actually, I got to give someone a clean slate. And I don't know anything about Josh Harris's business in Philadelphia uh, with the Sixers or the Devils. I, I know it's a mixed, a mixed bag. Um, but in this case, the quarterback is such a unique position yeah. that if, if you're the one responsible for this thing being successful, you brought in a new GM, you brought in a new head coach, Nobody you brought in has proven anything in this town. I don't really take an issue with him at least having his ear and eye on things to get feedback. I mean, listen, I don't know if he's trustworthy. I don't know if he, you know, has any knowledge whatsoever. But I just know from a business standpoint, how could I be mad at someone who is at least curious about what the the traits are of this, this position that is so, so important. See, I, I can't be mad at that. That's the way I win as well because Jay put out a, a little poll, and the poll said that Josh Harris was in the room. He said, does it, is it no big deal 
Uh, is it eye-opening or is it, uh, oh, my God. 2% landfill uh, said that it was, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, 16% of them, 18% of them, I think it is, 18% said it's uh, an eyebrow raise. And uh, 80% said no big deal. So people are trying their best to move forward. But That's I told, it. That's it. Yeah. I, like, I respect it. I respect it. Isn't exactly. it more like dating an old girlfriend where you, you keep worried about her instead of talking about the – no, you, you left the old girlfriend, you got a new one, and you keep asking her questions about the old one? Exactly. You're going to gotta... end up without any. Exactly. And uh, I think in this case, listen, I understand why it would be something maybe notable where yeah. someone would say, oh, that's interesting. Now, I have no idea. And my guess is nobody polled has much of an idea of how many uh, uh, owners throughout the league do the same thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. Mitch, do you know? Like, is that, but, is that completely uncommon? It, it's not uncommon uh, at all. And I think anytime you look – and I think we got to look at the dynamics of this deal right here. Josh rolled in town in July when they gave him the keys to the building and all this stuff. He had no opportunity to do a lot and change a lot of things. He spent $6 billion, he and his crew. They're going to want to know everything going on because this pick right here may be the pick that makes or breaks what people think about him. Exactly. And if it got to be right, I want to be around. Yeah, exactly. And you don't even know, and you don't even know uh, when you're going to get this opportunity again. I mean, you know, remember all the years where this team seemed to be incredible at managing to go like six and 10. Oh yeah. So so we were, we were perennially bad, but never bad enough to get that quarterback pick. And now last year, we didn't think it was going to be that bad. It turned into a year so bad that I think all the fans say, you know what? It's all right. Let's throw this season out. I mean, we all checked out. I, I was not the only person who I think was the most checked out. Yeah, I remember you checking out early. Oh, I was. I, I just said enough <laughs> is enough. This I'm happy we got rid of Snyder. This year's a wash. Obviously, one of the coaching staff's gone. So then, when you think about it, given that that was the circumstance, it kind of worked out as great as you could have hoped for. We we really tanked. Yeah. We really and and now well, we, hey, we tank without even trying. Without even trying. The good old fashioned. <laughs> You're just a bad football team. And, uh, you know, we didn't sneak any wins that would have hurt us. We just lost. And now you get a chance to get a quarterback. You know, there are a couple of choices that, listen, I I don't watch the college game enough to tell you whether it's Drake May or or Caleb Williams. I I don't. Um, But I know that there's two to three guys that a lot of people are fawning over. So you have an opportunity to really start over again. You've got to take it seriously. You don't know when you're going to get this again. So, um, I, I'm I'm not mad. I'm not I'm not mad. I, I think it's like it's two ways to build a team. Either you have an outstanding quarterback that everybody wants to play with or come come to, or you have an outstanding team and you add, you put you plug somebody in. And as I look at it, they have a a, a blank canvas right now to where they can start a thing off. And I would think it's going to be a quarterback, but they also have enough money where they could build a lot around him to where you normally when a a, a team drafts a quarterback, team is horrible. They have so many issues that they can't do anything. But in this situation, Washington has a number two pick. They also have like 85, almost $90 million in salary cap space. That gives you a chance to build something legitimate, and it could be like that for a long haul. Yeah, and you could get there pretty quickly. You know, I mean, 
this is a team that was sort of ready to go, and I don't know what the cap logistics were, but, like, you know, if they had wanted to make a play for a Derek Carr or something like that, then it could have been the scenario you were talking about where you have a pretty good not team. Not this year, though. Not, not, not anymore. Derek Carr. No, but not any- Yeah, since not he's so- gone to New Orleans, he's shown me that, no, 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 don't roll him in here. So, and, and frankly, all those guys are sort of gone. Like, there were a few guys that you could have tried to throw the money at, whether it be Rodgers or Garoppolo, whoever it was. I mean, with, with Mick, obviously none of the results were, were, were great. Um, but now, yeah, we're going to start with the quarterback, and then we have this money to build around him. There's no reason. I, I, even though there have been early projections that we're going to be a horrible team, I don't know, man. You, you, you get a decent quarterback in here. Yeah. It could be a fun team. There's no reason it couldn't be a fun team. Are you of the mind? Like, I, I, I'm thinking this, okay? I have to eventually stop thinking based off of what was, and I've done that now. And like you said earlier, you want you have to give somebody a blank slate. Uh, you know, so Adam Peters was hired. Everyone, everyone has said he was the, the best out there, okay? We got him as a general manager. How long do you feel we have to give him that time to start putting things together? Before we have to start judging him, because I don't believe we could judge him right now. Because everything he—if we judge him now, we judge him based off of what ha- what happened before him and not what he's doing. Well, I think you could really—I think you know at the at the halfway point of the season, you could kind of do the first your first little grade. All right. In terms of what you see now, that may not, that may not be wins on the field, but if you see that they got the right quarterback. If you see that they've improved in other position groups where they needed improvement from last year, I mean, seeing what the coaching staff looks like, there's there's so many things to grade him on, but I don't think you can do that. To do now would be ridiculous. To do it immediately after the draft, those draft grades are are absolutely absurd. Um, To do so after training camp would be ridiculous. But I really do think that, you know, halfway through this season, you certainly can't make the final judgment, of course, but you can have an idea of how things are starting off. Yeah. I think these people like uh, this guy named uh, Jim Mullins, I mean, these type of people are just killing me with these ideas sometimes. You know you know who Jim Mullins is? No. That's Landfill. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Landfill trying to judge him right now? Landfill already said that Josh Harris may be the new Dan Snyder. I mean, come on, man. Give us a chance, for God's sake. All I'm saying is I'd feel a lot better if you weren't in the room. <laughs> Listen, I, let me, I, oh, I, oh, oh. Pete, let me ask Lanfield this. Lanfield, if you spend $15 for a team, do, are you going to know what's happening with your team? $15? Yeah, yeah. Nah. You, that, you're not going to spend $100, I know. No. Nah. If I spend $15, i would let the right, professionals if you spend run it. $15,000 for a team, and they say you can sit in here to see what's going on or not, you gonna, you're not going to walk in there? The more money that I spent, the more I would insist on the professionals running it because it's oh, okay. more important than Landfill, we know you're not spending a lot of money, and you're going to be right there trying to find out what's happening. Peter, Landfill wants to compare the man to, to Dan. Don't do that, bro. That's, that's, <laughs> honestly, that's, you, honestly, you need – um. You should go to BetterHelp and use my promo code. He needs God. Um, That's what he needs. <laughs> yeah, or go to church or synagogue. This, you got to you got to try to move on, man. At least give the guy a job. We can't be this broken. I mean, I I will feel uh, I'll feel a lot better when we get when we win 11 games for the first time in 30 years. Oh, bro, then you're not going to feel better for a little while, so. <laughs> That's I mean, it's it's how, how, how old are you, Phil? 
34. Well, you don't even know what pain is. <laughs> At least you, you saw young. him win. <laughs> that, that is true. But you know what? That was even worse because I thought that's how life just was. <laughs> we found out it wasn't, huh, Pete? Yeah, exactly. I mean, think about it like this. I was sitting there as a kid, legs crossed, wearing all my Redskins gear, watching Brian Mitchell score touchdowns. Now I'm a grown-ass man talking to him on the phone, and nothing's happened since. <laughs> hey, we're going to change that up now. I hope, man. I uh, hope. Your mouth to God's ear. All right, brother. Well, Pete, man, appreciate you giving us some time, man. Take care. Next week, guys. All right. It's Peter Rosenberg joining us here on Be Mitchell Philly. But, hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You just heard me talking to Peter Rosenberg, and I said if the Wiz lose tonight, they'll become the 15th team in the history of the NBA to not win a game in a whole calendar month. So right now, you go out there, you put your money on that. Do you think they're going to win the game tonight, or they're going to lose the game? That's what you have to do. Bet your $5, and you'll get $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old or president of Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. b Mitch in Philly, 1067 The Fan. JP's on his way to the airport. Just finished hanging out in the combine. The night, everything's going to start. You're going to start seeing different uh, groups going out there, running the 40. They're going to do their shuttle drills. They got the high, they got the, what they call the vertical jump. They have the broad jump. Uh, then you will start seeing some stuff with the quarterbacks and all throwing on the field. They've been doing their meetings and uh, interviews and things of that nature, uh, doing all of the medicals, as they said. I th- I went to the combine. I walked in healthy. I left out injured. Well, feeling injured because the way that they poke and prod and, and stretch and yank and pull and push, dude, <laughs> if you have something that's injured and you don't know, you will find out. And if you had something that was injured a while ago, they might re-injure it because they're going to find out. They're making a major investment, but I was still able to have – I had fun with it, but I, as I said uh, earlier this week and I'll say it today, I don't think the combine should be anywhere close to outweighing the three, four, five years, how many years you play in the actual sport. Because when you're doing those things, what I always ask JP when he'll tell me about Someone doing our rehab. And I tell him, yeah, that's all cool. I don't care about rehabbing when you're out on the football field, you and the trainer. And the trainer say, run to that cone, put your right foot in the ground, run to that cone, put your left foot in the ground. I care when you start running and somebody shows up uninspectedly. And then you have to plant and drop your weight and shake a little bit and come out of it. That tells me when a person is 100%. Because we've seen guys over and over again who run straight ahead, and do all this stuff, then they, get, they cannot play still the game of football. So that's why I, I look at the combine very similar to that. You're out there running the route with nobody checking you. The quarterback is in the pocket with nobody rushing him. 
And if no one is rushing you, you can sit there all day. You can deliver a perfect pass. What if the guy is right in your face, and instead of following all the way through, you got to flick the wrist a little bit more to get more, uh, you know, more speed on the ball and, and things like that. And then we're going to find out how accurate you are. So I understand what the league is doing. Hell, if my product is going to make people watch it and make numbers like they do, I'm going to do the same damn thing. But ultimately, those days in Indianapolis, that's all just put their plan out, should not outweigh the three, four, five years, how many years you played. So, all right, that's enough of that. We'll continue on tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about whatever you may see tonight. I, I think I might even tune in a little bit tonight. I rarely ever watch the Combine. I may tune in something tonight because it's kind of hard for me to really sit there and watch those things <laughs> when I, I know they act as if it's the end-all, be-all, but you can't tell me there's a coach watching all that damn film, and then they're going to go get rid of a guy just because of one little thing at the combine. It's hard for you to watch because you don't think it's really that important? Uh, I don't. I don't know if I if I don't think it's that important. I don't put that much importance on it. So I may be different than a lot of a lot of people. They that's what they got to see. But I have lived it, so it's a little different the way I think about it than the other person would. All right, Landfill. Let's see what we won in these best last night. Or we didn't win. Say it like that. All right, Jeffrey. What did we do? Okay, uh, so didn't do. The only person that hit their bet last night was Landfill. Uh That's just right. to, just the standing for uh the week. We got JP sitting at two and one. I am sitting at two and two. B and Landfill, y'all tied for last at one and two. So I don't like when you try to like so pick pick wisely because this is to not be in last place. Okay. Landfill, what you going with? Well, last night. I bet on the Bulldogs and it worked. So I'm gonna I'm taking Zaga tonight. Minus four and a half. The Gonzaga Bulldogs. Who are they playing? I'm I was thinking about taking the Wizards because I feel like maybe they will get a win. They will they'll at least cover. They'll at least keep it close. Who are they playing? They're playing the Lakers. What's the spread? Nine and a half. I think I don't know that they'll get the win, but I think they can keep it close. Give me Gonzaga minus four and a half, and give me Washington State minus six and a half. I'm now concerned that Jeff has taken. Oh, uh, Jeff just messed up your whole little ball game. Yeah, he did. He uh, he's trolling me. They're playing in L.A. Yeah. What up, Finbo? Um, I, can I get a, a late entry for Bleep You Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yo, the Indianapolis, the dork at security in the Indianapolis airport that just made, he, he, he held me up for like 15 minutes to check my phone out. How many phones go through security at an airport? A billion? Yeah. My phone, Brian, my phone. So, I travel pretty damn regularly with the Comrex, with this equipment. I know what I'm doing. And this dork took his sweet time checking everything out. So, uh... So you okay? You called in for the bleep. You I thought you was calling in for to give us a uh, bet. I do want to make a pick. Yeah, I'm the, gonna bet against the Wizards tonight. Okay, and that's what I was doing too. All right, I, I got the I late show. Am I three and zero this week? No, you're two and one. Okay, am I in? Am I in contention for the week? You are. You are leading right now. Ooh, 
let's go Lakers. All right. All right. So I, I'm taking the Lake Show tonight. And Thank I'm going to get on the plane. All right, get on the plane. Bye. See, is JP fault again? I bet you did something he had no business doing. I put money on it. The landfill, who are you taking? Gonzaga playing against who? I'm taking Gonzaga. I think they're playing against San Francisco. Will Chamberlain's college? Yeah, they're playing against San Francisco. I guess. In San Francisco? It yep. is in San Francisco, yeah. And they're minus four and a half favorites? No, Gonzaga is minus four and a half favorites. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking the money line on Gonzaga. I'm not going to take the minus four and a half. I'm going to take the money line on San Fran. Wow. <laughs> You're about to lose. No, give me San Fran plus four and a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, take the point. Yeah. All right, well, got our bets in. We're going to see who's going to win this thing. Jeff just took uh, the same thing, Landfill. Well, no, he, he's, he wussed out, okay, like he normally does. And so, Landfill, you might still win tonight. Jeff is going to – I don't know what's going to happen with him. But if you are tuning into the show today, thank you all for joining us. Ryan Keel, also our interviews from Dan Quinn, also Spillman. I think they were very, very good interviews. Tune into the show tomorrow. We got Ask Me Anything, and uh, I'm ready for – all types of questions, because I'm going to give you all types of answers. Check us out tomorrow, 10 to 2. Peace. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 